Hello again. Welcome to this uh, eighth episode of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. My name is David, and today we've got uh, another treat for you. I have an interview with another member of of one of our groups. A more recent member from uh, the United States, uh, New Jersey, I believe, is Katie Brunner. Uh, so she's going to be joining us soon um, by the uh, interview telephone link. And um, I hope you'll enjoy that. Uh, before that, uh, just uh, time for a couple of contacts that I've had with, with people um, who have uh, messaged in or ri- uh, written in via uh, emails, via Twitter and so on. Um, I had a c- couple of ladies... Um, I, I won't name everybody's names. A couple of ladies that um, uh, had messaged in from the United States, um, both saying that uh, they, they, I think one of them had had uh, a car wreck, a car crash, and been whiplashed and had been concussed. Uh, didn't actually lose consciousness, uh, but then ended up with secondary injuries, and as a result, in the years since, it, it developed fibromyalgia too, and some other c- kind of complex uh, visual problems. And the other lady that contacted uh, had been in uh, as a passenger on a bus that, that crashed and ended up, yeah, smacking her head. Again, having similar long-term chronic pain problems. And both of these ladies said just from one concussion, uh, they've been left kind of, yeah, unable to live their normal lives and, and with with, with uh, a great deal of chronic pain. Uh, they've both since uh, found alternative clinics and clinicians as well working with chronic pain have treated them with um, a cream and also with oral doses of ketamine in order to help them uh, with the chronic pain. So, yeah, that's really good that that's available kind of on insurance and, and uh, through normal, you know, kind of pain doctors and specialists uh, w- without too too much hassle. And it's obviously administered correctly and given correctly. And they said they had a great deal of uh, pain relief from that and can't see why it shouldn't be, well, yeah, the, its use shouldn't be expanded. Uh, after having had, both of them had had opiates, I think one was on morphine, and the other was on uh, dihydrocodine and uh, tramadol, I think, which sounds like a really nasty cocktail to me. Uh, but anyway, um, they were just kind of singing the praises of alternative tr- treatment. You know, there are alternative drugs out there. But ones, as I said, are, are, have been looked at as kind of street drugs before or, or other other types of drugs um, because of the potential for recreational misuse. Okay, so thank thank you both for, for getting in touch. Uh, one more message is from a gentleman in Scotland. Uh, he's uh, going through his fifth concussion uh, as a sportsman, uh, not not professional, but uh, he's having to kind of uh, hang up his helmet, his, his cycling uh, career, you know, kind of like sports career at the moment. And it seems... Uh, He's, he's had real difficulty, he's had to move twice um, and he's had to leave his job after taking like less responsibility. So yeah, he's, he's really, really struggled here in, in the UK with PCS and um, uh, it, his name's Paul and Paul's also asking a question, um, has, has anybody else successfully uh, claimed uh, through tribunal in the UK against an employer? Um, saying that you know one of his concussions was at work, 
and he's interested to know. So yeah, if anybody can let us know, if you can either message me or I can pass details on to Paul. I think I think he wants to talk discreetly with somebody, so I won't go into any further details right now. Okay, so without further ado now, uh, we're going to go on and uh, here's the interview which I've recorded earlier with Katie. Enjoy. Right, okay, so um, I'm here, joined today from, is it New Jersey? It is New Jersey, oh, yes. By, yeah, by Katie Brunner. From, uh, she's uh, a member of, one of uh, some of our Facebook groups. And Katie's uh, kindly agreed to come and talk to us about uh, how post-concussion syndrome has affected her life and how she's uh, gone on her journey and uh, what she's up to now as well. So, hello, Katie. Hello. Hi. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Oh, if it's just cold over there, as it is over here, uh, it's pretty freezing. Yes, it's uh, it's a bit. Uh, well, it's not below freezing, but it's certainly freezing. The wind chill right. they're saying is is very cold. It's bitter really cold. against to the bones. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we had in Scotland here. It was minus eight in one place. Ooh, so, yeah. Oh, no, not that bad. <laughs> yeah, no, so... Uh, yeah, 20s, 20s here. Yeah, that's why they've got all that, that whiskey up there to keep warm, I think. Um, <laughs> right, so, okay, so, Katie, so um, when did you first find out about um, the post-concussion syndrome awareness groups on Facebook? Actually, or did you join by mistake or accident? Or um, Well, I, I've been on Facebook uh, for a while, pretty much uh, since it had opened. <laughs> and okay. um, I was looking for support groups um, at the time, mainly because, you know, the lonely, loneliness is, mm. uh, you know, such a big thing of, of uh, you know, post-concussion syndrome. I, uh-huh. We really didn't have many support groups up here at the time. And mm. um, I was, I guess, looking for an understanding of what I had. Uh, you know, my doctors were very vague. Yeah. With my description. That's common. And um, I also had, you know, uh, even nurses were, were telling me the reason why it's so vague is because, well, truth be known, is there, there wasn't much understanding about it. But um, in general, you know, traumatic brain injury is such a vague um, description as well because it, there's a lot to it you know every brain is is a snowflake so whatever is triggered is triggered you don't really know how exactly it all works so well yeah um, that's the official I, line isn't it <laughs> yeah right you know it's, it's people yeah. say we're not you know our, our brains are not snowflakes but they are and they're actually finding that um I think it's even people with dyslexia and ADD, um, they have like different shape to the brain. Of course, So yeah. I, I really, I'm, I'm the type of person in general that if I don't understand something, I, I do try to find um, information Excellent. about it yeah, as yeah. I possibly could. So I, yeah. I went on Facebook and I was just looking at different communities and this was the first one that popped up. <laughs> yeah, God help you. Right. So yeah, and then there is this this because what you've just mentioned is a, a really important point, uh, and I have touched on it in some of the podcasts. Um, I mean, if if you've got no life, you could probably sit and listen to them all. But um, and and a few places have touched on this about uh, the fact that uh, the the medical healthcare system, allopathic system as it's called, um, uh-huh. they don't have any education 
on either mild traumatic, traumatic brain injury. They've got the basic stuff like the Glasgow Coma Scale and they've got one or two scanners, but they don't have any education on it because it, they kind of seem to think, oh, it's not required. And it's the same here in the UK. Whereas, uh, yeah, you can look at the brain through like a DTI, uh, like a diffusion tense imaging uh, scanner, and you can see the axonal damage and things as well. And I remember going back to years ago, like uh, 10, 12 years ago, there's books by world-leading experts out there, and not all these neurologists and doctors need to do is, like I did, I ordered them off Amazon, <laughs> picked them up and read them. <laughs> so the information is there. I think, right. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know. What do you think? Is is it? Did you get the feeling that they were just kind of like, "Don't bother me," or, you know, "I know best," or what did you feel? No. Well, you know, some of them because I had about eight different doctors. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, when I tell you, uh, you know, me and my family, we were um, really trying to find the root of these things, and I, you mm. know, there's some doctors I had just dropped because mm. they just uh didn't have the time you know a lot of especially here in in the u.s you know you you go you make an appointment or at least back back when this happened now this happened to me about like nine years ago so we you know we're struggling i mean we're always going to be struggling with our health care system but um you know trying to get a a doctor to see you in three months was you know the the struggle and um you know then my primary doctor you know my my normal ear nose and throat was like you need to find somebody as soon as possible because yeah. with the brain there's that three month time that you need that healing um you know the proper healing otherwise it can get stunted it could you know um you know mm-hmm. stop healing you know mm-hmm. at least that was the thought back then i'm not really too sure like now <laughs> what the idea is but but um, I was only able to actually get a neurologist about, you know, three and a half months after everything had happened. Or rather, I, I did see a neurologist mm. um, about a month into it. But then he said, um, oh, you can rest a bit and then uh, we'll get you into some uh, physical therapy and mm. things and, and pain management. And, um, you know, that wasn't great. He, 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 we did a regular CAT scan, um, Mm. and we did an MRI and nothing really showed up. It won't do. Um, No, it won't. I'm sorry? It won't show up. That's a common mistake, is it? Right. Those those two scans are just to rule out anything more serious. Nothing. No, um, they're just trying to make sure and cover their own backs as well, you see. Well, they also want to be sure that you didn't have a brain aneurysm. Of course, yeah, Um, which is more, you know, know, terrible. They they want to be sure that there's no black spots. You know, I mm -hmm. I personally know somebody who does have black spots on their brain, um, you know, um, from their car accident, you know. So I can understand how important that is. And then there's always the possibility (laughs) that you can, they don't say this, um, and no doctor has full out said this, but you don't know um, within that three month time that you can have an aneurysm from an impact, you know, um, but yeah. at least I've heard it's happened to some people that I know um, within that time. So, the, you know, that's why they keep up with the MRIs and, 
you know, that to see if it had happened. And they don't know if it happens during the time of the yeah. impact or, or within that. You know, there's weak blood vessels, I believe they call them. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, if, if, I've read and, and see, seen from Michael A. McCrea, he's probably the world's leading expert in PCS, that, yeah, you need, if you do have CT and MRI, they should be immediately after the accident. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, you're saying you had a period of three months, that is crucial, because in that three months following a concussion, those four or five percent of us that do go on to get PCS, that is a point where it is make or break, in my opinion. So either you, yeah. can, either you can heal a concussion in the first few weeks, in the first two, three months, or you can, what a lot of doctors now are telling patients, as soon as, as, soon as they get a concussion, they go to see the doctor or the emergency room, they tell them straight away that they've got post-concussion syndrome. Right. And that's so, it's just wrong. That's like kind of saying, if somebody, you know, they find a tumour in somebody, that's like straight away telling them, you're going to die of cancer. Right. Uh, you know, you kind know. of like the placebo, kind of nocebo effect. It's like, whoa. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> in my opinion, that's just totally wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that they have to because technically it is post-concussion, you know, well, and you yeah, have, that's... you know, all, all the signs of it, but, um, well, you know, from they, I guess they have to say it because that, but they also, the doctors that I were around, they basically <clears> said, oh, it's just, P- uh, you know, it's just PCS. No big deal. You'll get over it in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's wrong. In my opinion, that's wrong. And from from what I know medically, that's wrong as well, because maybe they're saying that uh, because of your your medical insurance system that you have there and and the fact that it's backed up and you have to have that. Um, But here we look at it differently because if a normal person, say a sportsman or somebody, a healthy person has a concussion, they might recover in two or three weeks. Right. And therefore, that's no longer... You know that that's quite normal. That's about ninety-five, ninety-six percent of us uh, people, not us, <laughs> not you and me. Um, but you know, once the brain's found a way to recover, that's great. So that can't be post-concussion syndrome. That's just concussion. So what they're actually telling people in the states, you're saying, is that as soon as they had a concussion, as soon as they've been looked at, they're telling them they've got post-concussion syndrome. Wow. Yeah, um, this is something you know, I suspected they, for a long while. Their assumption is that it's it's That's... done in like a couple of weeks oh. or maybe Thank even you. a month, and then the longer it goes, they were scratching their heads. But right. again, remember, this was about nine years ago. I'm really As unsure well, yeah. if things have really changed. I don't think they have. But thank you. You've actually confirmed something that I've wondered about for quite a while, and I've asked quite a few people, and I've not got a clear answer of what's actually going on inside the American healthcare system. Because I, I, I do a lot of interviews and have in the past with healthcare professionals, but they always want to remain anonymous, generally, yeah. <laughs> for, for obvious reasons, especially here yeah. where, where, where the government and corporations have kind of privately run our healthcare system. But they say it's public, but it's not. It's 90% private. So there's a lot of um, control from the mainly just drug companies. Well, a lot of, um, yeah, and, and it's, it's a bit, um, it's, it's a cluster because, uh, you know, there's only certain doctors that will take your insurance, um, you know, so, right, and then okay. of course, you know, like the insurances have to confirm with each other whether or not, you know, they'll allow like a certain amount of physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then if that's the case, then the doctor can either deny you or accept you on their own. You know, like I'll, I'll admit right, to you though, yeah. like 
I, I have had doctors that, you know, once they find out my insurance had not, you know, gone through, they completely just dropped me and, oh, here, by the way, here's the bill. Whoa. And then there's somewhere, That's um, scandalous. you know, <laughs> yeah, but, um, but then there was some, I've had, um, you know, a few doctors that they saw my insurance was like, nope, we're gonna not give anything more, you know, to mm. you guys. We're not going to allow any more physical therapy. And there was doctors who were like, you know what? I just don't care. I want to see you get through this. You know, um, and, and yeah, well, that's, that's much if better. you want to, if you want to hand over some money, you can, if not, you know, I've, I've had doctors wow. who have gone pro bono where they were just yeah. like, I would rather see you happy than, you know, um, in, in pain, you know, oh, struggling. I had that's... this fantastic eye doctor who, um, I, I, you know, at first when my first neuro eye doctor looked at my eyes, he, uh. He was worried. He said, yeah, you're probably going to go blind in, um, you know, a a couple, maybe like 10, 15 years. You know, we have to get you through something. I don't know what to do. Basically, it was his answer. You know, that's not my place. I just tell you what your diagnostics are. But um, I found a doctor actually through a nurse, through a different doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, she sat down. I was able to, to do this. And this this neuro eye doctor um, who does physical therapy, uh, heart charts, all of those. And she even invented some stuff, which is really, really neat stuff. Mm. Um, she works with mostly stroke victims. Oh, I see. So yeah. mm-hmm. she applied some of her ideas <laughs> with stroke victims um, to mm. me. And yeah. she's like, I don't care i told like my insurance was like nope no more of that so Mm. that's enough for katie and she was like no we've shown some progress i think we can go further so she wanted me to go Mm. further and she says now my eyes are the eyes of a 20 year old and here i am 35 (laughs) (laughs) you know so i have younger eyes than myself wow that's that's yeah well that's that's got to be good um yeah (laughs) well so well, already, yeah, just by, by talking to you, everybody I, I, I've spoken to has such a different uh, aspect, such a different uh, perspective on things. But you're saying, yeah, there, there were some doctors that were just like, oh, well, your money's run out, see you, bye, you know, bye. Sh- shut the door on your way out. And then there's other ones that are, de- you know, kind of deeply concerned. Now, um, there is something like, I don't know if you've heard of uh, doctors and nurses take the Hippocratic Oath. I know. When they do, and they're supposed to say, well, you know, first I will do no harm to anybody and so on. And it, it's got a whole ethic of what how they should be. And I think I know. these days it's, um, it's, it's refreshing to know that some of them said that, I'll, I'll take you pro bono, you know, for, uh, and, and do that too. Um, I don't know if you know my story anyway. I don't know if you've... <laughs> um, I was injured in August 2006 and I uh, tried... We have a health system here where you pay for it all your life. You pay for it through an insurance policy, through the taxes and everything else. So we do still pay for it. Anybody that says it's completely free, is, it's nonsense. Uh, but it's free at the po- it's free at supposed to be free at the point of usage, right? right? But if you get there and you have a problem, they quite often, depending on where you live, they won't let you see anybody. So, do you, do you know how long I, I, I asked to see a neurologist for? Through four, nine years. 
didn't get to see him. I didn't see anybody, not one single specialist. I saw a couple of GPs. The GPs were just loading me up on drugs. At one point, I was on 10 prescriptions. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the kind of difference hearing you speak, because I, I can know, I can see from, I can hear from the shock in your voice, you didn't know that had happened to me. I can't talk, yeah. Uh, but oh I, I lost, I, I kind of lost my house, I lost my job, uh, I lost all my money, everything went for me, and I ended up homeless three times. And then uh, that's partly what led to me starting the groups in the first place. As two friends of mine died, two dear friends of mine died, who also had chronic illness, and they were killed by uh, medications. So after yeah. fo following the, the death of the first one of those, he actually died right in front of me. I, I thought, I, I, you know, this is really serious now. I need to do something, what I can do, you know. And that's right. when it all started. So, yeah, I kind of... Um, I think yeah, we've all had very different journeys, and I had. You made a movement. <laughs> yeah, I had to learn to heal myself, uh, yeah. because I used I, I'd, years before I'd learned like Reiki healing and uh, energy healing and the science of that as well and different stuff and uh, so I, I kind of incorporated all that into it and then eventually got just on a natural way of healing, but yeah, it's, it's fascinating to hear. Uh, so was there a point then, um, through the treatments, you said the lady who dealt with um, strokes generally, she helped you quite a bit. Was that the end of that, or, or did you manage to, to get, get no, an improvement? No, I, I, um, I had taken several physical therapies. Um, I, I had done it in one hospital, and then, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of Kessler Hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they... Um, <coughs> They were okay, it's just, uh, the problem is, is that by the time I got into physical therapy uh, for my vestibular impairments, um, um, it was a bit late. So, you know, we got far, but then I plateaued entirely. And that was it. Yeah. My brain was like, okay, so this is this is your limit. Or, or so I thought at the time, at least yeah. the physical therapy that they had given me, that was that was it, you know. And okay. I, I had tried and they were both like, I don't know what to do for you, but this is where you are now, you know. Mm. Uh, so I, I didn't know um, what else to do. But then, again, nurses. Nurses, nurses. I, I owe my entire existence now to a few doctors out of eight, a few mm -hmm. doctors, yeah. and um, maybe about 10 or 12 nurses. I got so yeah. much more, more help for them <laughs> than uh -huh. anybody, but, um, you know, they, one of the nurses was like, actually a couple, like three or four were like yoga, like Katie get into yoga, <laughs> yoga again, yeah. um, <laughs> because muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh certainly so has a, a big impact with, you know, uh, um, traumatic brain injury. Just because, yeah. you know, you your consciousness doesn't remember how to do things doesn't mean that your unconsciousness doesn't know how to do things. Yeah, so yeah, the body um, mind, yeah. I, I did, you know, actually it was a lot of my muscle memory that brought back a lot of things that I thought I, I couldn't do. Mm. Um, you know, my, my psychologist, um, you know, she was fantastic. Again, another doctor mm -hmm. who took me pro bono, didn't have Good. to, but did. And, um, you know, uh, she was another one. I had forgotten how to do all things art. You know, art was a big mm. part of my life growing up. Everything. Yeah. I was a photographer. 
And she had told me, you know, just start sketching. You know, I was mad about that. You know, I I Mm -hmm. had went to Rutgers University. You know, I I had graduated with a bachelor's of fine arts. Why are you telling me to go back to sketching? Yeah. Go back to um, basics. Yeah, almost. Yeah, but I I did. Um, I went back to the basics. um, Things that there were some things that I was able to pick up again, like drawing, painting, sculpting, um, photography has a lot more mathematics involved with them. So no, I I was never able to pick up photography again, but, um, which was my profession, you know? Uh Um, and which was, you know, talking about mourning, uh, oh my gosh. Um, I thought that that was art, (laughs) you know, for the longest time, but I, I had, you know, I, I picked up yoga, muscle memory. I, I had taken yoga when I was younger. I was in acrobatics, and um, I had a teacher that uh, had us do about, like, 15 minutes of yoga before class, oh, and then yeah, I yeah. realized that I preferred the yoga over acrobatics. <laughs> so, Fantastic. Um, Why not? I had done it, yeah, I was, I was maybe, like, 12, 13 years old when mm-hmm. I was doing acrobatics, and then uh, I, I was on and off more off in my life with with yoga and then the car accident happened these nurses suggested to to go back to it and um you know it's frustrating in the beginning because mm. you know i'd go onto youtube and some of these you know um um uh <laughs> yoga instructors on youtube are doing crazy things mm, but yeah. i went and i just contortionists I <laughs> Yeah, I, I typed in yoga for um, uh, injuries or, mm. or you know, uh, restorative yoga, you know, well, I didn't call it restorative, but it was like easy yoga, yeah, basic yeah. yoga, and I came across this, um, I don't have her permission to, to do this, but uh, I'm sure you could find her on YouTube, Yoga yeah. with Cassandra. Um, Cassandra, she, okay. It's uh, K-A-S-S-A-N-D-R-A, I think. Okay, I yeah. think. Right. Definitely mm-hmm. check it out. But she had she has several different types of videos for different types of injuries. And oh, it, she, okay. there wasn't brain mm-hmm. injury, but she herself had had hip and knee injury. Mm. Um, you know, for chronic fatigue... <clears throat> Like, you know, you, you feel the pain in, in your bones, in your joints, Oh yeah, you know, yeah, you so, do, yeah. you know, my spine, my shoulders, like everything. So I, I started following her and what I really liked about her was, um, you know, she's not too foo-foo, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> she, she's more about the physical aspects yeah, of, of yoga enough, yeah. and that's exactly what I was looking for. I started taking, well, not taking her classes. They're free, you know. They're oh, they're yeah, on yeah. YouTube, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually wrote a letter recently uh, telling her that her they changed my life. Um, oh, wow. Following her different videos changed my entire life because yeah. I was able to get off of the couch. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, my doctors were basically saying, um, no, you'll be on the couch for the rest of your life, so, you know, good luck with that. And um, the nurses really pushed me to do yoga, um, mm-hmm. and like I said, yoga has obviously changed my life. I, I went back, I started doing yoga every day, mm. and then um, I was very 
concerned. Uh, you know, I, it's very difficult for me to pick up new things to yeah. relearn things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but one day I'm on my computer <laughs> and I'm watching, you know, Cassandra just seeing if I could be able to do certain things. Mm-hmm. And uh, an ad came up for um, this yoga studio near me that was offering uh, a mm-hmm. yoga training, uh, 200 hour. And I looked at it and turned to my husband and I was like, I don't know if yep. I can do this, <laughs> but I think I want to be a Give yoga it a go. teacher. Well, yeah, Google is good for something sometimes with these adverts. <laughs> it's, it's a great tool. Yeah. You know, much like much like some medication that works with your body and mm. uh, meditation and yoga, oh, yeah. you know, these, Medita- these together, things though, are tools. Yeah, together, though, is how, how in- intentionally powerful they are. I start, yeah. I start, I, my parents took me and my brothers to learn to meditate when I think I was about eight years old, eight and a half. And um, mm-hmm. there was they, they gave me a mantra, and I was walking around the room, and that stayed with me. Luckily, that that's, uh, oddly you mentioned in yoga, I've never really. I must make a confession. I've never really ever been one for yoga. I just can't get the grip, you know, kind of my head around it. But yeah. I learned to meditate, so I've always been a meditator since then. And it, for my teenage years uh, and growing up was was were difficult times for me. So. When I got back into into those years, I learned to meditate, and then when I had the first concussions, I then found, and especially when everything got kind of tipped upside down my whole life, I found that meditation was probably one of the one things that saved me from just absolutely losing it and not being here anymore, if you like. Yeah. So, um, but as I learned to understand that actually, you know, yoga essentially and it, uh, traditionally was the preparation for your body to be able to sit and meditate. (laughs) So I I always kind of find it, although I've never kind of got onto yoga, I prefer different types of exercise and things to keep me flexible. Um, But I always kind of thought it a bit odd that some people just did yoga, but never, ever meditated. (laughs) It's like like making a sandwich without the bread. (laughs) You know, it's like making a sandwich without the bread, basically. It's like, what? (laughs) So... um, But I'm glad it helped you of, so much. Anyway, that's uh, that's well, that's an inspiring people, story. Um, find meditation in doing the asana. You know, like I've I've talked about that in class too. Because originally I didn't meditate um, when I, you know, I well I've always meditated in my life. I'm I'm um, mm. Catholic myself, so I I've, okay. I've been doing you know Italian Catholic from New Jersey. Yep, the stereotype. And um, <laughs> you know, my family always taught me the rosary. I I really. You know, my sisters, not so much. I mean, yes, they did the rosary, but I was always, I was the weird kid that did walk around with rosary around their wrist, and I actually mm -hmm. did say them, you know, and Mm. I, I, yes, it is a prayer, Mm. but it it is a mantra, you know? Yeah, Um, that's right, yeah. You know, whether they're words, seed words, or whether they're words words, you know, when you're doing the beads, much like uh, mala beads, when, when yeah, you're repeating that's, that's yourself, right. even if you're doing Buddhism, one, yeah. two, three, four, mm-hmm. it has a major impact on the brain. You know, it, it, Massively, really, yeah. it changes where, you know, the neurons go, you know, and, and yeah. I didn't understand that until I wasn't. Well, in yoga it's... that um actually i've been doing you know meditation all of my life and rosary beads form and oh, now yeah. um yeah. 
ancient me methods of healing. I focus most of my meditation. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, no, I'm just saying that these are ancient methods of healing which are embedded in modern-day religions like Buddhism, Catholicism. Uh, they've all got, a, a, you know, a deep, hidden... And some of these have been kind of like, you know, kind of shushed up and kind of like discouraged. But it's the same... All the mantras I learned were in Sanskrit. And there's a, there's, yeah. a, there's a wonderful book if anybody's interested in healing as well. This is just a general shout-out. Uh, I'm not sure how widely available it is now. A gentleman called Thomas Ashley Farrand, and mm. it's called he Healing Mantras. And you get a CD with this book. So on the CD, he takes you through and uh, all the mantras for all these different issues and healing and issues in your life and problems and things. Uh, and the way he kind of he does the mantras, he's like, whoa, you know, this guy's got some power yeah. to it. I had this book for years and years and years, and every, you know, I keep pulling it out and. Uh, but there's some, there's some mantras that are really, really, when you chant them, you come into almost like a, a hypnotic state, like a trance state. And then yeah, it's, it's mean, kind of like you're, you're allowing the healing energy in. Yeah. Yeah, so. you know, um, I think the, the best thing that was said to me about, um, you know, especially mantras in general, even if they're just seed words, I tend to focus more on seed words, you know, satanama, yeah. mm -hmm. you, know, uh, you know, things... <laughs> like that, <laughs> uh, Rama, Dasa, um, you know, mm. mainly because my, my teacher, and this really stuck with me, mainly, probably because I love music so much, um, you know, it's always resonated with me since I was yeah. like a kid, uh -huh. I can't sing for the life of me, but, you <laughs> me know, no, it, no, it's no. my singing, you know, it's my sound, yeah, but, yeah. um, my, my teacher had said that, um, you know, all we really are are uh, tuning forks. Yeah, you know, so yeah, the most powerful energy mm. that we can actually make is the energy in which we make within ourselves. You know, mm. maybe like doing mantra, you know, singing, singing, basically. Yeah, um, and allowing it to resonate up through the throat to the top of the head, you know, um, yeah, having yeah. the tongue hit the pa top palate of the head, the let it line, go yeah. to the hypothalamus, you know, yeah, yeah, and it. It, once it hits that hypothalamus, you know, it does, it, it changes things as far as like chemicals are concerned. So absolutely really wow. neat yeah. sciences behind, you know, mantra. <laughs> A lot of people think that mantra, yes, it can have like anything in the world, um, it can have a spiritual aspect to it, but there is an actual science uh, behind uh, seed words in particular that we're basically just tuning forks that can uh, change things. Sure. Absolutely, absolutely right. You know, that Nikola Tesla said, if you want to understand the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency and vibration. That's it. Yeah. Every, everything's made of that. And so the scientific side of it is a side I prefer. I don't, from what I do, my background... I like to be able to explain to people, you know, they go, oh, it's just hooky-kooky, there's no evidence. I go, well, actually, there's plenty of evidence. If you've got time, I'll sit and tell you all yeah. about it. You know, like your brain works with um, billions of particles of magnetite in your brain. Magnetite is a, a crystal, like a, um, a metallic type of crystal. And this magnetite is what they also believe that uh, can cause birds and butterflies to be able to migrate and bats to navigate as well. Yeah. We also have this in our brains, which are probably a bit more developed than most bats or butterflies. Uh, and so it can explain everything from uh, the healing, the belief of healing that can heal you, the placebo effect, and also things like telepathy and you know psychic uh, ESP and things. 
So I know we're getting a little bit off subject here, but yes. <laughs> don't let don't let me stray too far because I'll go on all day. Um, but yeah, going back to the healing and the healing sounds, um, yeah, the, there's a lot to be said for that. And I think in the new kind of paradigm of healing and, and medicine that's got to come out of these next few years, it's got to because we can't go on being slaves to drug companies. From what I've, I've heard, at least here in America, I've noticed because, you know, I still keep in contact. I, I had actually met some people, you know, just be, being in the office, you know, uh, waiting to see doctors or even yeah. even through other, um, you know, groups that I have been in. People that I actually know in my personal life that I've actually met through yoga, actually. Um, they have told me, it sounds like things have, have changed a bit since, mm. you know, nine years ago, yeah. at least in the medical field. A lot of these doctors here are suggesting at least physical, physical therapy wise yoga, um, mainly good. because restorative yoga in particular can help those people with chronic pain. Um, yeah. mm. you know, sometimes even migraines, I know somebody who suffers uh, you know, daily migraines that, mm. uh, thankfully, I, I don't have, you know, mine mm-hmm. are, are not as frequent as, as hers, but she went into yoga because of it, and she, she manages to, you know, maintain things because of, of yoga, um, not just meditation, but physical as well, yeah. mm-hmm. mainly because they're finding that the spine has such an impact on, well, everything in yes. your body. Um, but mostly, you know, the alignment of the neck to that base of your head has such mm. a big impact on migraines as well, you know, uh, it, it yeah. can help with relief. So she, um, she does aerial yoga too. She says that she's finding that's really helping her. I haven't mm. done it yet. I, mm. I'm, I promise you nothing. But restorative <laughs> yoga in particular, especially for chronic fatigue, is, is fantastic. It's not an exercise any it's not no, looked at no, as no. an exercise anymore here in America. No, it's now just it's starting to... to show that it does have healing properties. Well, that, that's good. That's that's more encouraging. And uh, like you talked about like the neck and the spine, uh, like suboxulation where the, the spine can go out of place. It's something mm-hmm. that you don't just you don't think about. But if you thought, well, you know, all of the wiring, all the nerve wiring in your body goes through the neck and spine. It's like the yeah. major highway. And it's often the last thing that people will look at. Yeah. Now, as well, um, Katie, you mentioned, um, oh, I was going to say you mentioned about, um, oh, it's gone now at my head, uh, but the different t- types of healing and things. Uh, are there any other types that you, you've tried yourself personally? Anything else that's been like kind of non-medical? Um, well, I, well, just all types of healing or just yoga? Uh, besides yoga, I mean, like, have you had oh, yes. acupuncture, <laughs> okay. bone, bone yeah, technique um, therapy, besides Reiki? Yoga, yoga certainly had a big impact, but I also take, um, so I used to take CBD gummies, but oh, now yeah. I'm mm-hmm. taking these, uh, it actually helps better than the gummies. It's, uh, okay, I'm trying to see, Hempedix fruit Hempedix. medley. So oh, they're fruit, but they're infused, yeah, yeah okay. with with the CBD oil. Um, it's okay. about like uh, seven hundred and fifty milligrams. You're supposed to take like about like four of them. They're small little fruits, and um, yeah. mm-hmm. it it helps a lot with um, not always preventing migraines, but certainly yeah. going through the pain. Um, okay. But the recovery 
is amazing. You know, recovery after uh, a migraine, at least for me, was probably one of the worst parts because Mm, it could take days. I could be bedridden for days on end. But once I started embracing CBD oil, I was able to recover sometimes in hours, sometimes the next day. That's you know, fantastic. It was, yeah, well, it, that's, it was a miracle yeah, to it, me. The magic of this medicine, and uh, over here in the UK, um, it first became available back in about 2013. So I think before you even got it over there, because I remember a lot of people in the group saying, oh, it's, it's illegal here, we can't get it, it's an outrage. And I was like, well, I've been buying it for months and years. Um, it just started happening Yeah, here. which is really strange um, because... Know, I, I'd say because I've, I've been on CBD for about maybe like a, a year and a half oh, okay. now, um, <clears throat> and I was blown away. My friend suggested it, and I was like, I don't know. I, You know, there's a mis- <clears throat> there was a misconception. Oh here yeah, at yeah, the it's, time. it's common. Yeah, it's it's education. Yeah, they, education's they thought grown. that you know you'd get high um, yeah, because no, I not a bit. there had been some medication. I don't do well high, so um, <laughs> I I just don't. I I don't like it. It's yeah, not. It's a, not I don't. Good. I don't even drink alcohol. Um, you no, know, it's, uh, especially so, after a brain injury as well. You don't want to. Kind of you don't know. Out of no, your sense especially of self. It's, it's I, I learned anyway. alcohol part the wrong the the worst way with brain injuries. Yeah. Um, nobody had told me, oh, don't drink alcohol. Uh-oh. And um, <laughs> I did. I did. I didn't even get to like half a glass. It was a oh, couple dear. of sips, and then um, I was close Whoosh. to going to the hospital. Oh, it was no. so bad. Oh, crikey. Yeah. But, um, so I, I started, my friend suggested it, and one day my migraines were so bad, I just turned to my husband and I was like, we need to go to a smoke shop, because I don't care <laughs> if it gets, gets me high or not, mm. you know, and um, I did, and I recovered within hours, and wow. I was completely flabbergasted. Yeah, well, this is, I think the fact that they, they take, it's only the uh, the THC, which is a part that, that is psychoactive that gets you high. They filter out all but 0.2% of it. I became a bit of an expert on CBD oil and uh, people still ask me now. Um, so yeah, th- there's absolutely no chance of getting high whatsoever. But you've also, no, no. you've got another 84 phytochemicals in there, which all react, we've got endocannabinoid receptors in our brain. So at some right. point our, in our deep past, our ancestors, I mean, even 100 years or so ago or more, they were using cannabis oil. But at some point in the past, we must have developed these in our brains through regular usage of this. So it's only natural that, well, we're rediscovering we ate that. It. <laughs> yeah, we ate it. If you, if you, eat, if you eat cannabis raw, yep. apparently, without uh, uh, heating it or anything, you won't get high. But, but right. you'll, you'll get the nutrients from it. It's only when they uh, put it through carboxylation uh, to, to heat it that the THC comes out. So if you eat it raw, you might kind of just feel some effects of it or whatever. I don't know. I don't. I think it's, it's different with di- different types. But you generally, uh, you can get a lot of health benefits. So I know a lot of people here, they will grind it up as a garnish on the salads and things. Because when you yep. eat it like that, you don't. it doesn't affect you the same way. But yeah, CBD was um, a, a friend of mine. He's, he's started having epileptic fits again after many years, and uh, he, he's him and his his um, partners, his lady. They, they'd got the ambulance out. You know, he'd had his, his fit the other week, and um, the, it, she started giving him CBD all in the ambulance and just totally 
kind of calmed him down and calmed these, um, down. yeah his yeah. ambulance people were like totally amazed they were like never seen anything like it so then they started a conversation which was da 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 you know and in, uh-huh. in the last week or so uh our medical system have, have been allowed to prescribe cannabis oil or cbd oil for the last three years and it's been been approved by government but they've prescribed yeah. it, they've prescribed it to nobody yeah. Right, and we, now um, and now now have... they're allowed to do it for epilepsy. One or two things are saying now, and they can prescribe it CBD oil. Yeah, we're just uh, <laughs> we're getting into that. Actually, I, I think it's about for like uh, two years now that uh, we yeah. have uh, dispensaries now. Mm. So I know people who have epileptic seizures, and about now yeah, um, it was actually uh, somebody that I know. I don't want to mention their name. So, no, that's fine. Um, no, no, don't. Please don't. Uh, somebody within my family I'll say that um so they um they were one of the first people who suggested that I take CBD yeah. oil um to begin with because they were having epileptic seizures uh it was mm. brought on by stroke oh, and um so but they the doctor had had prescribed them um for them to go to a dispensary and you know and in her case, um, she does need the THC because of her uh, her particular type of epilepsy. Yeah, I see. Yes. So yeah, you know, it, it all depends, I guess, on a range. It does because it, yeah, the two uh, the CBD oil on its own cannot do things that full spectrum Simpson oil, I call it. You know, the full <laughs> cannabis oil can do. Uh, for instance, you know, um, a lot of people. <laughs> Bless you. A lot of people will use uh, the full full oil, Simpson oil, uh, to treat cancers, and of course, yeah. C- CBD can help with symptoms. But you need the THC in it for certain things, and yeah, so epilepsy. Again, certain types of epilepsy can be one of them as well, because it's a very yeah, very uh, specific act on the about brain that for cancer. Yeah, um, because I I just joined um, here in New Jersey. We have a. Uh, cancer care organizations yoga for cancer care and i was just doing that so a lot of my students um because we were talking migraines some of them get it too mostly from the chemotherapy and uh one of them was like have you tried cbd oil and i was like yeah i've been on it for about like (laughs) about a year and a half now but um yeah um oh so the the other types of healing uh besides cbd and I'm always so cautious about talking about this one because a lot of people feel that I'm going through the placebo effect. But after talking to um, my doctor recently about my types of migraines, it would be impossible for me to actually have a placebo effect from, you know, the pain of my migraines or even preventative. um, Is I got a death piercing. Oh, you said, yeah, you did, yeah. And I I haven't had migraines in about two months now. Oh wow! So that that's something that could definitely have helped. I mean, yeah, like you say, it's like I I have I have I have fibromyalgia as well, which I've had for, for years. I won't go into that, but um, but yeah, I can't. There's no placebo effect for that that I can. Uh, maybe some days I might feel I'm I'm okay with that, but yeah, there, there's no way to actually convince your brain that this isn't happening. <laughs> if you suffered it for so long, it's right. like you know. Um, <laughs> very much have like the chronic fatigue um you that's, know that's yeah that's meant to ask you about that one yeah. of the worst things is, um, is that cluster cfs me or, or is it 
something. That... No, they they said this is entirely traumatic brain injury. Um, so okay. I've I've been um... tested for MS and nothing. Okay. Um, you know they they just feel that it's impact related. So um, it, it could have they classed it as they haven't classed it as like myalgic encephalitis swelling in the brain or or like what they call used to you call yuppie flu or CFS or have, have they just not classified it for you? They haven't classified it. Okay, so yeah. wow. Okay, so that there that's that's hard annoying. I mean there there are quite a large number of of chronic uh, inflammatory illnesses. Uh, there's about. 40 different types which aren't all arthritic but some of them are arthritic related fibrositis fibromyalgia <coughs> cfs me or whatever you want to call it and and different ones and um you know sometimes it it's really tough to diagnose i i kind of got lucky by getting a fibromyalgia diagnosis uh, and that started when i was um back in 2001 actually i'd had it all my life but it was it was like not triggered then I had a flu jab in 2001. They, they, they conned me into getting a flu jab. And the, the day that I had that flu jab, I, what started as what I now know to be fibromyalgia. And the symptoms, everything was the same. And for years I looked and kind of thought, this is, no, I'm just imagining this. This is like you know me creating a kind of a, a conspiracy theory in my own head. But then I found all these studies and stuff from the States, all these people, all these ladies and stuff that had, had a flu jab that had triggered fibromyalgia. And I was like, what the oh my hell? Gosh. So after that, obviously losing my home and everything else, it triggered in stages. So yours, was yours present before your accident, Katie? No. Or? Afterwards. No, this was how entirely long? brought on from the accident. And how long did it take to, to kind of come on, to, to trigger? It was right away. Right away. Okay. I, I, it, I so had, unusual. after the, the day after the accident, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, at first we had said that, like, oh, it, it is part of, you know, just the post-concussion syndrome, you know, mm -hmm. that um, it's, it's the, you know, fatigue of the impact, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. So it'll go away, and then it, this is the thing like one of the things that just <clears throat> never went never away right, okay. never like uh heat impacts it cold impacts it you know it's you feel it everywhere it's like in your bones it's hard to oh. get off of the couch you know but yoga certainly does help you know move yeah. things around and and loosen me up um you know, it's an everyday thing that I got to do this. Yeah, you know, I, I and, couldn't relate um, to that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's, I can't do too much, you know, strenuous things. Um, no, you know, no. although I, I ran a 5K. Yay! Yeah, I think, year. well, so that's big, fantastic. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that people who don't have, have never experienced any type of chronic fatigue or illness they look at people like us now what I always try and explain to people is yeah right maybe think about like your mobile phone or your cell phone as you call it that has a faulty battery and that battery will only ever charge up to about 35-40% yeah whereas right. your healthy person will go all the way to 100% and they'll keep the charge all day we have to keep charging ours up again and again and again but, right. but that doesn't exclude us from making Herculean efforts sometimes, like to run a 5K or for me to kind of, you know, do, do something really physical. 
like if I have my son here and he's only five, you know, he likes to wrestle. He likes to go out and walk in the woods and, you know, we have a great time. But when he's gone, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that yeah. was so much fun. But, you know, my battery's down to like 5%. Five, yeah. Um, and it's, um, I don't know if you've ever read, there's this um, article about, it's called the the spoon theory. Oh yes, yes, sir. yeah. I've, I've heard it a lot of times down the years. Yeah. And my yeah. my friend who was you know in the beginning when I was going through all of this, yeah, and, yeah. you know, I did. It's a good I, entry I point to understanding that, it. Yeah. Um, you know, they they had said to me, you know, like, oh, just call me when you feel better. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I I don't, you know, this is too much. Maybe it's all in your head. And I was like, no, literally, yeah, it is. It's all in my head. Yeah, but, yeah, literally, um, yeah. <laughs> No, quite literally, yes, you are correct. It is all in my head. You've got a wonderful but, you know, sense they, of humor. They meant, you know, psychology, like psychologically, yeah. like you're, what you're going through is, is all in your head. Maybe it's just depression or anxiety because I did. Oh, I, my, I have, yeah. uh, We've all had you that. know, post-traumatic stress. And, yes, snap. You know, um, but <laughs> it was too much for them. I had family members, too, that didn't quite understand. So, But what of yeah, my that's friends, common. Um, out of all of them, um, she had came across the spoon theory and had sent it to me, and I was like, "That's it, like yeah, yes, it's a, it's that's a good exactly moment. it." It's you a good place to start. Don't know how many spoons you're going to be given in the day. Yeah, it's a good place to start. Is that? I mean, it's it's more. It, some of us have kind of developed the theory and, and kind of metamorphosized it over the years, but yeah, yeah. going back to what you said uh, as well about family and friends. Oh my word, uh, the, fir- <laughs> the first the first kind of two or three years for me was a nightmare of people that, well, not many of them are, are still close friends, but I still keep in touch with some of them. Um, but people, especially family as well, kind of like testing me and poking me to see if I'd break because they thought I was pretending. Yes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I had a lovely house, you know, like four holidays a year, great job and, you know, kind of nice life and everything else. I suddenly thought, why don't I fake being chronically ill why don't I fa- right. why don't I just get you know lose all my money and kind of like you know kind of like my home and uh and and kind of you know why don't I just pretend that I'm a down and why out for a while you, you know because like that, that's that. a really enjoyable thing to do and yet I would have them you know kind of like trying to test me and I'd be like, like it would really push me to the limit sometimes and I think sometimes like my like when you know we get emotional ability with head injury I would crack and I would, I would cry and I would just be like, I can't believe you, you, you're doing this. I can't believe you've done this. And, and then it would be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it was like, whoa, you know, it's kind of like, if you don't believe me, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and in the end, it, it kind of toughened me up yeah, a bit, I think. In the end, that's <laughs> what I adopted as well as, you know what, I just don't care. I, it actually took my therapist because um, to convince me, um, what was it, not my... Um, not my circus, not my monkeys. Oh, yeah, yeah that's a good me, one. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah, really yeah. have to adopt this, Katie. <clears throat> you know, she, she would tell me, like, you, you have to because... Um, <clears throat> so on top of all of this, because of the car accident, I was in denial about having survivor's guilt. Mm, um, yeah, there, yeah. there was another passenger with me. Um, she okay. um, did not pass away right away. It was about, like, three weeks later after oh, the car yeah, accident. Yeah. We have no determination on whether or not it was the car accident that had um, caused her sudden death, but I will tell you that all of her doctors beforehand said that she was perfectly healthy. 
Um, you know, um, so I, I had this mm. weird survivor's guilt. And when people talk about survivor's guilt, they think that it means that, um, oh, it's like your fault. And mine mm. wasn't that case. Mine was more of, you know, um, here is this wonderful person and they had uh, this fantastic life and they were helping so much people and then there's me and I wasn't. If anybody should have died, it should have been yeah. me and she should have survived. Yeah, and um, I was in denial about this. This was this mm. was part of, you know, the depression, the anxiety and even sure. the, uh, the brain understanding of what happened to mm. me. Mm -hmm. So it confused everything. Yeah, the impact. I bet, I bet it did. So, um, while I was going through it, um, you know, my family also didn't understand what was happening to me. No. I'm very, very thankful that I, my, my dad, my sisters, throughout all of this, mm. have been. I'm sorry, I'm tearing up. No, have been go. by my side the entire time. Oh, that's wonderful. They, they maybe sometimes would push, not push me like, oh, okay, just very gently, like, mm. do you think you can do this today? No, I can't do this today. Okay. Mm. That, that was their thing. But there were several other family members in my life that, um, you know, they um, didn't understand it. Yeah, um, yeah. I am really unsure. <laughs> you know, they... Some of them are still in my life. Some of them, like, not so much. Well, yeah, um, you know, but I've, isn't it? my therapist has definitely taught me to be like, you know what, though? That is their circus. Yeah, and if they don't want to be a part of yours, yep. bugger then, off. oh, well. <laughs> yeah, bugger off, as we say here in England. Um, right. Yeah. The but the blessings, part, yeah, the blessings you, know, you had around you, the people you had around you, and that they were supportive. That's, that's amazing, because... I, I didn't have I didn't have any family around me. I was on my own, so yeah. To hear that actually, I, it, it makes me you know it makes me feel better that you had that blessings. and my Gratitude. dad have been advocates for me since the very beginning. You That's know good. they they and even sometimes when they didn't understand and they were frustrated with what I was going through, there was always at least one of them that would remind them, like, yeah. hey, listen, like we. The doctors don't even know what's happening. How are we to, you know, we know Katie, even though she's not the same person mm -hmm. she was yeah, before, we know, we know that she would not make something like this up, yeah. you know, so we just have to accept what she's going through, you know, and I've like, I've never heard them have these conversations, but like, you could definitely feel it in the energy with them. There's always been at least yeah. one of them who's always talked to the other one and been like, you know. You know, this is how it is, but they, they have been from the very beginning, but they, all three of them also had also seen me how I was, you know, I was mm. always, um, <clears throat> a physically active person, yeah. you know, I, I kept myself, so knew, you know, yeah. together, I, I'm very, I was mm. very independent, and for me to go from being very independent to, to mm. somebody needing me Needy. to hold on yeah. to their arm, walking mm. down the hallway, yeah. Is yeah, you know they saw that and it it tore me apart that that's how I was I was going down the stairs on my butt yeah yeah been there before yeah you know I mm. couldn't go down the stairs without feeling like I was I was going to 
people, you know, they, they yeah. saw me. And then yeah. they also had conversations with me where I would start something <clears throat> and then suddenly the conversation would drop and I would forget what we were talking about. And sometimes mm. I would go, I would be able to remember the conversation. And it's still like that. I, I, my family has certainly remember, you know, like has accepted that that's just how my brain works. Yeah. Sometimes I know <laughs> what we're good. talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, that's good. You know, um, um, cool. friends wise though, um, no, I, I lost no, yeah, a lot clean of friends. Do you have a clear yeah. out? Yeah, right, yeah. But because they felt that maybe I, I'm really unsure how they feel. I can't talk for them, well, but I no. do know that maybe I've, I made them feel uncomfortable. They, or, yeah, they or looked at you differently. A lot of them had said I was a different person. Yeah, they, they well, they, a lot of it was probably projecting the fact that they, yeah, just because you weren't who they want you to be anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite quite yeah, normal. Yeah, um, very normal. You know, <laughs> I do have to say that there is, uh, you know, like my one friend. Um, she she. Uh, is like a sister to me, my maid of mm, honor, and um, she, yeah, uh, bless her. Yeah, she went out of her way to try to understand this as much as possible. I mean, she was always a fan of the medical field and in general. She always, you know, we watched House together. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, she yeah. watches Grey's Anatomy. Like she's oh, all yeah, in it, yeah, you yeah. know. And, um, so when she heard about this, I mean, even she said there isn't much that you can find about, you know, PCS or traumatic brain injury, but she, you know, um, she was very much supportive of everything. And she even came to see me like once a week mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, you know, she was always, always been helpful throughout all of this, Fantastic. you know, another friend of mine, um, as well. You know, she lived, like, closer by, so sometimes she would take me to some of my doctor's appointments. You know, my, my other friend, my maid of honor, took me to doctor's appointments. I mean, they were hands-on. Yeah, hands-on no, people, good. and they they just wanted to... They didn't care if I got better or not. You know, that, that mm, was the main yeah, point, is yeah. a lot of people wanted to see me get better. Yeah, they wanted you back to your old feel, self more upset because mm. I, I wasn't getting yeah, better and I felt like that was my duty and yeah. <clears throat> it's a lot of pressure to put on somebody who just comes out of like an injury like oh you'll get better that sounds more like a duty like oh you'll do it but there's no guarantee and no, with certain things like I've certainly learned that I've definitely accomplished a lot and I do mean a lot in the past nine years but it's taken nine years. Yeah, it don't, to you, get you, to you can you can take a long time as well. And you know, like I said, said to you, you're you're you truly blessed that the, the family and your good friend were there to walk with you. I had maybe like a, a couple of friends in the whole time, uh, and they were like family to me. Uh, I have two older brothers, but you know, I love them, but they've never really bothered with me or kind of like been had much to do with my life or or my son or anything so you know that's fine um but then I have another I friend who's who's been and I met him about a year before my first head injury uh Will and he's he's been a brother to me you know kind of like and we've had a lot of fun and adventures on the way um but you know despite everything he's been that one that stuck by me and uh, there's another person as well who I, who I won't mention but yeah they, I... they've been like almost like you know the brother I didn't have, or the sister I didn't have, so it's like, well, yeah, well, yeah, I can, I can relate to that as well. 
my mm. husband has been my absolutely oh, number one. Bless. You know, uh, <laughs> bless him. <laughs> we, yeah, we, um, so we met at Rutgers University. Oh, um, right, okay. And uh, we were going to, he was going to propose to me uh-huh. the year of the car accident. Ooh, and then right, he okay. didn't. Yeah. Mm. Um, so funny, a little side story, a little Go. side story, cute <laughs> romantic side story. Um, so we had actually picked out the engagement ring before yeah. the car accident. Uh-huh. Um, and then the car accident happened, and I forgot all about it. Oh, funny. So, <laughs> did, um, did you pick it, or did he? Uh, together, we together. actually oh, did. Okay. We were flipping through a book at this very small <clears throat> jewelry store in his town. You know, like, they, they get stuff actually, like, imported throughout the entire yeah, world, yeah. and um, actually from, from England, so I used, I used to work in the jewellery industry, Katie. For 15 years, I managed jewellery and watch shops, so, yeah, you're talking to uh, somebody that's been on the other side of the counter, <laughs> oddly enough. <laughs> so, we, we were looking at this book, and I stopped on a page, and literally both mm-hmm. our fingers went down at the that same one. exact time to the ring. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so, um, but I, I forgot all about it. Like, uh, yeah. my, my, <clears throat> so the, the person who had passed away was my mom. She was the one who was driving. Mm. Um, so, uh, I, w- I actually had sent her a picture of what the ring looked like, um, about a month before the car accident. Yeah. So in a way I, I like that, um, she had seen it before yeah, uh, yeah. he had put it on and then another thing is um, you know he had gotten it he had paid for it everything and um, then the car accident happened he didn't propose to me until a couple of years after mainly because we wanted to work the number one thing mm. was not about our engagement it was about me finding either my plateaus overall yeah, uh-huh. in my brain or um, finding a place in which I, I felt comfortable with my life. Yeah. You know, wow. so, um, and then we, of yeah. course, we, we had a court case and I, I, I don't want to get so much into that, no, no, but we did to, um, propose about, uh, uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. He won't hold now, it against you. He won't yeah, hold against him. I'm sure he sounds like a truly wonderful gentleman, and you've, yeah, it's a blessing he, that you've got each other. That's wonderful. He actually kept his crappy part-time job mm. so that he could drive me to my doctor's oh, appointments. Man. You see, so, not not all men are <laughs> bad, are they? <laughs> some some of them it, some of them are, are, are just you know. It, you know, it, men, women, in my opinion, it's it depends on the person. Yeah, you know, it does, and yeah. I know I've I've heard horror stories of people who have left people because <clears throat> um, they just didn't understand, you know, uh, traumatic yeah, brain injury, injury or or mm-hmm. even their personality changed. Like my husband knew my personality changed, and yeah, he said he overall though he knew that the underlining person was Katie. You know, me. So you can still um, see so you. So I'm yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah, he could still you know? see. He could see you. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, and that, that's, that's part of the grieving thing, isn't it? As well, you 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 you're grieving for your old self, but which is who's never that precise personality used to be. He's never going to come back. No. And you're grieving for it, and then he must have been able to empathise and to see that and to feel that as well, and then obviously. You know, stuck stuck with you through all of that. That's wonderful. It's a lot of came. I mean, he had he had picked me up and brought me to bed. You know, he yeah. he had 
you know, I leaned on him. Mm. I He watched me suddenly go through neuro fatigue out of nowhere, mm. you know, and <laughs> neuro fatigue is almost, in my opinion, just as bad as migraines because oh, yeah, you go yeah. from Definitely. being able to talk to not being able to talk at all. Oh, yeah, you end up like being what I'd call cabbaged, we, we say yeah. over here, yeah. Be it, like a cabbage, you know, like just sat there like, Ugh. I got the early days and it was like people would try and be there talking to me and they'd be like, <laughs> what you want to Yeah, know? <laughs> and then you, you, you just don't know, it's how, you just want to sleep, you know, oh, and yeah, it yeah. off and then sometimes mm. sleeping it off makes it worse. <clears throat> but, um, you know, like he, he always had to watch me, especially in public places because of overstimulation. I have yeah. this tendency to stare off. We found out they're not seizures. I'm not having seizures. But yes. I just consciously just shut down. Right, um, okay. I my eyes stare off, but I just, you just am get, not you're there. Internalized. Somebody has to nudge me. Yeah, yeah, like inter- being internalized as well. And then, um, um, you know, so he had to watch me because of that. Uh, yeah. I found this great hearing doctor. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> no, no doctor wanted to to deal with me about this. Um, I wanted to figure out how I could be in public places without having overstimulation, or at least lessen the overstimulation. And yeah. noise was a bigger impact. So if you okay. can cancel out maybe one of those, yeah, you know, overstimulations, yeah. it, it can help. So this uh, hearing doctor um, decided to give me swimmer plugs for my ear, <laughs> okay. but they're they're not the foam ones. No, um, they're spe- like the coil ones. It's it's not enough the foam ones. So she no. did these like wax ones that has a vent in it, so ah, I can okay. hear just enough. Yeah, yeah. So I know what you mean. that certainly yeah. helped, um, especially for my wedding, because I I, I did yeah. not want to wear these big bows, no, you know, headphones no, no, no. Well, for for my wedding. And mm-hmm. you needed to be able to hear him say I do as well. <laughs> right, you know. <laughs> That, that was <laughs> that's the important thing because if you just stood there like quiet and, and he's like you know that would be awkward <laughs> yeah um oh that was another i mean talk about changing <laughs> things about you know your life uh you know, a lot of these wedding places that we had looked into now we've mm. been married for three mm. years now but mm. uh, just to show you the struggle of of what it is even with public places and just not understanding yeah. Um, or not knowing what to do about your condition. Mm. We were looking for places, and, um, you know, a lot of these places didn't know what to do, and they'd give us these mm. options, but, you know, stimulation. It, it, all we kept thinking was, like, overstimulation, overstimulation. You know, there was, like, a lot. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, there was no place for me to retreat if I had to go. They didn't have any alternate options. You know, we no. wanted to get married on the beach you know there was Mm. costs for that you know things like that my sister goes and finds a place um and this girl that works there marissa um at martell's and i'm just gonna say it because they were fantastic and everybody's you you live in new jersey (laughs) and you want to get married look at martell's uh uh, because there's this wonderful girl, Marissa. She's the wedding planner there, and her sister has traumatic brain injury. Oh, I see. Um, right. worse, worse than yeah. mine. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. let me tell you, um, I had the best <laughs> wedding. I don't remember everything about it. No, you but, got photos. Um, huh? She had options. 
She had retreat places. Wow, yeah. She, so she had she understood. things to do. She understood completely. Completely. And oh, if that, she, that, she deserves a shout out then. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, if, if she didn't, well done, Marissa. Um, she'd figure it out. Yeah, well done, Marissa. You know, well, she was so fantastic. So actually, it was her, her idea for us to get tickets to send people to go to the aquarium and mm-hmm. to the arcade. <laughs> So that for about two hours, me and my husband can have the entire place to ourselves. Mm. That's a fantastic so, idea. And what, what a great right? way to break up because sometimes at weddings, you just kind of like, you know, everybody's just sat around and there's nothing much happening. But yeah, and especially when you've got little ones, when you've got kids as well. Yeah, to, to have, give them a little distraction. Um, yeah, and I, a lot of what people a great idea. worried because <clears throat> the people who did know me, they were like, are you going to have kids at your wedding? I know it's, but <clears throat> as soon as my friend, you know, my, I call her my friend, Marissa, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I actually still awesome. talk to her. Oh, um, good. So, yeah, we, we go and see her <clears throat> at least once a year, actually at Martell's, and then, um, you know, I still text her and all of that, but she... She really understood my condition. So there are people out there yeah. that will understand. Well, it's it's just difficult sometimes to find them. My, yeah, I don't know. I sometimes so. my sister has this great intuition as to where to look, to be honest. That's, um, that's good. You know, yeah, yeah. I think that's an important point as well. One thing I've learned, I mean, I've always had a background as well in, uh, I don't know if you know this, obviously I've talked about Reiki and, and other stuff I do, but anything uh, like to do with like telepathy, ESP, psychic stuff, all that kind of thing, and I you know, still do that, tran- like trans mediumship, past lives, all kinds of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's um, you find that when you've had a brain injury, or more than one of brain injuries, the depending on, not necessarily, but depending on which part of the brain you've injured, say the occipital or frontal lobe or wherever, that you can go from being what life has made you, but kind of logical, straightforward person. And it can, I feel, it can sometimes push you further into your right brain, your intuitive brain. Yeah. I, feel, I feel it can make you more sensitive, more uh, as you are sensitive anyway, but I feel it can make you more psychic, more kind of open to things as well. And even more, in some ways, like you were talking about your art and photography, I know you can't do photography anymore, but art-wise, it, for me, it was a massive boost. Although all of my life had gone to, to crap, <laughs> I found that my creativity was going through the roof after two or three years. I was like, whoa, doing all kinds of things. And I, neurogenesis. Go ahead, well. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry, neurogenesis, that'd be the next thing I want to ask you about. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go on. <laughs> Oh no, I um I actually I guess maybe because I I was so strong um in the creative side of my brain that when the car accident happened uh, uh I I I had a complete loss of it. Mm. Um it was gone. I yeah, I was mortified with myself. I felt betrayed. Yeah, you know, um yeah. I I couldn't believe that my brain couldn't do it you know I, I struggled with even writing like I, I wrote short stories I still can't write short stories the way that I used to no. but um, you know I had done these things and it was gone like just utterly gone so my oh, therapist yeah. like yeah. I had suggested had told me to yeah. start um, you know drawing you know trying to draw again I, I did and I was I slowly began to remember how to how to do things 
And then I then advanced to like painting. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered how, how to paint. Like it took months. I'm not, yeah, I'm not telling you like, oh, you know, I started doing <clears throat> it. And then like a couple of months later, I was, oh, I was no. okay. No, it took no, like it takes, years. It takes time, doesn't it? Yeah, it took yeah. years for me to, to slowly get to where I was when I was in Rutgers University. You yeah, know, um, yes. and then, but as far as photography is concerned, no, not so much. Everything I base my, I, I still have my camera. I do do my camera. Just everything's mm. on auto. You know, mm. I, I, I really can't do the manual anymore. I get very confused with aperture. Um, right, you know, so there's you just some the things I just can't do. Basic but coordination. I, <laughs> but I, I am now um, a part-time art instructor at a uh, sip and paint. Mm. So that is super fun. Fantastic. And the great thing is, is, is you know, finding a job um, was very difficult. Yeah. yeah because it's, it's I was straightforward. I am not <clears throat> a liar. I, ca- I can't lie. I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm not a liar. No, I mean, what I mean is um, I can't yeah, let you can't, lie for the life of me. No, <laughs> like, you, you I'm can't. I'm very you bad at it. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, yeah, you can't. If, if, if They say that if, if you're a good liar, you have to have an extremely good memory. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, well, yeah, it just me. doesn't suit us, does it? It's like, no, no chance, that's can't do just, that. <laughs> that's just not, that's something I cannot do. So when people were asking me, is there any conditions we need to know about? I was like, Oh uh, yeah, yes. actually, there's a few. Yeah, and you're like, oh dear. Yeah, so I think it, was, it does make you more truthful. There were places that um, they would find excuses not to take me on. Yeah, it was yeah. it was obvious. I mean, they yeah. wouldn't say it's because of your brain injury. They can't no, they do can't that. say That's completely that. No. illegal. No, no, no. You know, no. So they find out. Oh, we're already filled. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. have people for this position. Familiar, um, yeah. Oh, we you don't have something for you in this year. My favorite yeah. was overqualified. That overqualified, yeah. Yeah, or or underqualified. Jeez. There's that too. You know, the overqualified oh, yeah, yeah. really really made me laugh yeah. a lot well, for that one. Oddly enough, yeah, I've been through that in, in past few years as well. As well, you know, kind of. I was like managing, you know, really shops with like 10, 15 staff and, you know, multi-million pound turnover and things. And then uh, a few years back when I needed work, I was I was looking for uh, like work back in the jewellery industry as well. And I applied to kind of like the, the lowest kind of cheapest high street jewellers we have here and uh, filled out the, the profile online and that. And they just said, uh, no, you, you're definitely not what we're looking for. Not what we're looking for. That's what it's they like, do. Not what you know, and I only applied for like a, like a sales assistance job or something. Whereas I, I could have run kind of like the whole area, you know, as an area manager, or could have run the shop myself. Uh, but they were yeah. like, no, 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 we don't. So it was like, yeah, you, you, it kind of, it's frustrating, isn't it? But if I don't tell them, and I make here here was my thought: yeah, if yeah. I don't tell them about my condition and I make mistakes, they're just yeah. going to yell at me, and that's just going to trigger everything. Exactly. Off. Yeah. No. no. You know, so honesty is the best policy. To find somebody to understand. Yeah, I think honesty is the best policy in that respect. But because yeah, if something had happened, and then you know later on, you know if you got really stressed and they shouted at you or the, a problem occurred, then you could end up getting like a migraine trigger or. A, yeah. 
anything, you know, you could, or you could end up just being re really anxiety. depression, fatigue, and, and so on as well. I already have those. I don't need more. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I mean, what yeah. what happened to me in, in my job in 2006, I'd gone to work at a new firm. It was very technical. It was it was on the telephone, computer, it was calculations, mathematics, and sorting out people's mortgages and things, which wasn't what I wanted to do, but I needed the yeah. money. And it happened, my accident happened about, after the training, which is the first couple of months, which was quite extensive, uh, it happened in about the third or fourth month. And... Um, I went back into work and I was like, oh my God, I've got to carry on doing this job. And I told them what had happened and they didn't believe me. And I got I got bullied and picked on and just eventually they got to, I even got a diagnosis, a letter from a doctor saying this guy's got post-concussion syndrome, yeah. you need to take it into account. By Christmas, New Year time, they demoted me and gave me a pay cut and had me like uh, making people's cups of tea and coffee and, and stamping letters. And uh, they made me go in because uh, I was commuting about two hours each way, bus or train. Um, they made me go in and start at seven in the morning. So I had to get, with the brain injury, I had to get up super early. And they, yeah. wa they waited till my birthday and then uh, suspended me. Ah. And, event and while I was suspended, I was just in such a depression. I just thought, well... After about four weeks, I couldn't handle it anymore. And they were like, just, you know, waiting to call me back in for some kind of like suspension hearing or whatever. And I, I just said, look, I, I give up, I quit. Uh, and, yeah. then, and then they owed me two, two and a half months wages and I never paid it. <gasps> so, um, but yeah, they waited till my birthday. I'd brought cakes and sweets and stuff in for everybody. And, um, you know, they just kind of like marched me downstairs. Oh, uh, you like, don't need them. No, them. no, no. Well, th those people. I won't. I won't mention their name. Uh, but no, no, if if yeah. if people in but England know who these these people are, and they are some of the vilest human beings around. <laughs> but yeah, you don't need that. So I may think think that that kind of taught me a, a bit massive lesson. The job that I had had um, had kept me on their payroll for as long as they could. So I I cannot say anything bad about them and no. um i didn't find out in a horrific way they contacted me to let me know that they could no longer take me on as an employee mm -hmm. i completely understood because at that point we were almost going on two years yeah. you know like it, it was a long time that they were waiting for me and they, yeah, they needed somebody for my job you know yeah, a temp was just not going to cut mm, it yeah. and i told them you know what you absolutely go and find somebody i don't know how long i'm going to be yeah, here this enough. way mm -hmm. you know um i was very thankful towards my my dad um my husband that mm -hmm. you know my my dad i was living with him at the time oh, he wasn't right. having mm -hmm. me do any kind of rent the important oh, part was for me to figure out my brain yeah. and this this did it went on for years you know my my husband mm -hmm. um supported me luckily financially he understood things i also had saved up uh, for several years when I was in college and then right. after college. So I also had money for myself if oh, I needed so you to spend okay. it. Oh, that's you know, that's I, was, good. I was okay yeah. mm -hmm. uh, financially on my own by not having 
a job. Well, that, um, that's, as long as yeah, I lived rent free somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. My yeah. dad gave me that opportunity. <laughs> oh, I'm, well, I am ever so thankful. I've heard yeah. again horror stories from people that I know that have been kicked out of their house. Yeah, yeah. yeah not, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's but a tough thing I, to take, I yeah. cannot say anything about my my last <laughs> employer. They were fantastic. That's they good. kept me on the medical coverage yeah. for a while. You know. Mm-hmm. It was, um, but when they had to let me go, then my husband was able to put me on his medical coverage, so yeah, that was great. that was good. But um, really, um, it was finding a job again, you know, yeah, being like, like years yeah. later. That was so difficult. I went to Walmart. I went to Walmart. Yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. You go as low as you and, can. <laughs> yeah, and they hire anybody. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. I was forward with them about this and, and, you know, um, at the same time, I was also worried about like the noise and, you know, carrying things and yeah, things like that. Sure. So, but I had went to mm. my employer now, um, you know, at, at the sip and paint and I was straightforward with them. Now, um, in the meantime, I had had an Etsy account. I was getting a little money here and there by painting flower pots and, mm. you know, sending them throughout United States. And, oh, you know, some of okay. them, yeah, they were really nice. <laughs> so I no longer have the Etsy account because um, between being a yoga instructor yeah, and between, time, you? you know, doing the sip and paint, it just it takes a lot of, yeah. of my time. So, um, mm. but... I was straight out forward with them. Um, I told them that I hope that my art that I had showed them um, speaks for itself. That, Mm -hmm. you know, I had graduated from Rutgers. You know, there's just, I I let them know ahead of time, though, is just I cannot handle money. Yeah. Like, just counting is not a part of, that's the part of my brain that's been affected the most. Yeah. Um, There's there's a a name for it, yeah. Yeah, there's a name for the inability. It's, it's I've, I've, I've just I went through all these terms in the last pod, last podcast, the one before, and there is one that's specifically to do with money and calculation. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's difficult. I said so. You know, there there may be times where you have to remind me. We've had a conversation about something that you know, um, which I, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I you may have to remind me of things. So this is what mm. they did. I mean, fantastic people. As far as like how to clean things up and how to do things, they printed out a check sheet for me. Oh, wow. (laughs) They did it all themselves. Katie, this is what you got to do at the end. This is what you got to do in the beginning. Be sure so I could just check it off as I go. I think, yeah, from, you know, from hearing you talk as well, you I mean, I know you, you've been through a lot there, especially the initial accident, but yeah, yours is one of the more, in the end of here, getting to the end of it, uh, towards it, we're in more the positivity, more that, you know, the, the kind of things can go right, even though if the people that are meant to help you don't always, but yeah, that's really, that's fantastic to hear. You know, I, the one thing that I have learned is, um, because I mentally there's still things that like I do and I don't realize that mm, I do. Yeah. So, you know, slipping into depression is certainly, you know, one of them. Um, another okay. one is isolating myself. You oh, don't yeah, realize yeah. Mm-hmm. you're doing these things all the time. Um, oh. But also to, to go into um, having these people also isolate you, this, this alienation. 
of mm. um, that. I think the hardest part was people trying to remind you who you were. Yeah, was yeah. the hardest part yeah. for me. Like, oh, mm. but you didn't always used to do this. No, no, I do no. this it's now. <laughs> it's not helpful. Yeah, that's I've not, changed. Or, or, <laughs> Yes, shouldn't you be um, healed by now? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, um, isn't there up. like a timeline? No, there's no timeline. Oh, but the internet says that there is a timeline. The internet's wrong. Yeah, Mr. Google doesn't really know very much. It doesn't, doesn't always, right. <laughs> Mr. Or, Google or will tell you whatever you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Google will tell you whatever you want to hear at that moment. You know, he's, he's, he's very <laughs> right. flexible you know, on but that. WebMD well, WebMD also says I Holy have Moses. cancer when I have a cold. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, like... this this leads us on to another thing that I want to talk about. And, uh, and in my podcast, I'm not just covering traditional means and methods and everything. Uh, because of the background in healing, I look much further. Now, recently, uh, I don't know if you know about a, an American gentleman called Paul Stamets, the mushroom It sounds familiar. Guy. Yeah, he's basically the world's leading expert on fungi and mushrooms and, and mm-hmm. things like that. And this guy has a brain the size of yeah, huge brain. This guy is just like he's so knowledgeable. He's got pa- all these patents and things to like save save the bees and butterflies and birds and to get rid of uh, insecticides and all this kind of stuff. The American government have employed him several times. Uh, after you're saying after two uh, nine eleven, the American government came to him regarding combating kind of like chemical weapons attacks and things. So. He's, he's very kind of well-known. He's just uh, released a film called Fantastic Fungi, which is about the healing properties of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Now, I've always been, been into plant-based medicine, trees, plants, and mushrooms is an area where I'm just starting to learn about now. He's saying he used to have a, a ridiculously bad stutter, and he couldn't, mm-hmm. like, if you, if, if you liked a girl or something, you couldn't look her in the eye. He couldn't even think about talking to anybody because he just, like, and he used mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms and things to to help heal. Something we call neurogenesis, which is, like, the formation of new neural pathways and kind of, like, expanding your brain. Now, the one he mentions in particular is lion's mane which is a Japanese fungi mushroom. And uh, if you combine that with vitamin D, that can be really, really powerful. Um, so he also mentioned using um, um, like psilocybin mushrooms on top of that as well, because those are the ones that really, really restore and remap the brain. Now, I know obviously that's like, oh, yeah, they are kind of used or misused like other, other substances are as recreational drugs. And right. we, we agree, we totally agree across the board that that is wrong. Any yeah. of these substances, they have, may have like recreational use for people that don't know any better, uh, or kids or teenagers or whatever that are trying to, you know, the first experience and having a, a horrible time. But they also have very serious uh, medical benefits. And all these, all these substances have been reopened for study now. Uh, so the one main one, for neurogenesis, and he's talking about people with Alzheimer's and dementia and things, is where they're giving them uh, these stacks of maybe two, three different types of mushrooms daily with vitamin D, and the results they're seeing are just like they're coming back to life. So I think this this could maybe be an important part of concussion recovery. 
Uh, I know in my early, early days after concussion, I'd always used allopathic medicine. Uh, not allopathic, sorry, homeopathic. <laughs> homeopathic, so I'd use arnica and different things, to, and that would reduce the sense of swelling and bruising. Um, but what you're saying is there's, there's actually a lot of studies and a lot of evidence scientifically now that all types of acquired brain injury, brain deteriorative brain injury, can be helped uh, with, with mushrooms, you know, like lion's mane and things. Um, so I don't know, what, what do you think about using plants? And, and you know, you, Well, CBD oil is, is technically a plant C medicine. I think so. CBD will go. I'll go as far as that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about mushrooms. I mean, oh, no, I, I don't, don't necessarily mean the, the the psychedelic ones. I don't necessarily mean just those, but I mean that the ones that aren't as well, because there's plenty of others. There's like reishi, turkey tail, another one. Lion's mane, particularly, is the one that's good for neurogenesis. I mean, if I if I, I think back years possibly. ago. You know, I, I have no, um, I, I would be interested, I think I would definitely be interested in, um, like, looking into, looking yeah, at it, it online, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, looking more <laughs> into that, that would, I, I, you know what, I am open to anything as long as it doesn't get yeah. me high or drunk. No, 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 um, no, no, and, no, 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 you know, it's, it's. I, I am definitely open to things. Obviously, I went and I got this DAC piercing. I mean, I thought that was probably the most ridiculous thing that I had done. But I thought, no, you know what? It's, it's going to make my ear look pretty. Yeah, and it's working. So, it's working. So, um, yeah. I had no idea. And at first, I had contacted this acupuncturist. And he's like, no, I, I, I don't do that. But I'm going to, you know, bring you over to this tattoo um, artist and you can look into them. And yeah. I did and I contacted them. And here's the funny thing about them. Um, they said that they do not do acupuncture piercing, that it's all aesthetic. Um, you know, it's, it's just for the look of it, yeah. but, um, they wouldn't deny it yeah, either. They but it's because they know, put, they're not allowed to promote it as being for health uses. Right. It was the FDA so, or whatever, yeah. I went to them. And they did, I mean, it works for me. And then another friend of mine went there. She has migraine issues. She was born with them. Um, she did it and she says she still gets migraines. So when I right. went to my doctor about it, he had said that it could just be the type of migraine, like different mm. types of migraine that yeah. it may work for and not others. Okay. But, um, who knows? I, like we talked about, uh, um, when we were on Facebook together, sometimes it's just a roll of the dice thing. So yeah. if this death yeah, piercing true. thing works, mushrooms could too. <laughs> you know, like, well, I, it's, it's not I just think. that. I mean, I think, yeah, if I go back, because I, I, I probably told you, when I started running these groups, I, I think I've been on Facebook since 2005 or, or mm -hmm. something like that. And so I it came through the early years and then, about 10 years ago, there was all these people, there's a few people that started to come into the groups and start talking about cannabis oil and CBD oil. And it was like there was a storm of people complaining, this is an outrage. You can't have drugs discussed on this forum. This is, this, And it was actually literally outrage and we had to deal with that regularly. And, I saw uh, that. But I remember go, going seeing that. Yeah, going going forwards, you know, it, it kind of calmed down, and then all the legalization started in certain states. And the thing that right. made me constantly chuckle out loud was the fact that CBD oil was illegal in the states, but there were so many states where uh, 
cannabis was legal. I was like, what? Yes. You, you can have cannabis, like but you can't have CBD. Yeah. I was like, what Utah, the hell? Colorado. <laughs> I just I used yeah. to sit and laugh at that for ages and think, well, just just go to a different state and you know, kind of sort yourself out. <laughs> it seemed to, bizarre. Okay. I have this theory about the USA, and I'm sure there's going to be backlash about this. No, not for me. I think we're just ingrained to be um, people who argue with each other. Uh, Oh, well, that's that's common these days. That's because there's a culture of divide and conquer, isn't there? In us to to um, cause an uproar about things, you know, we go and we leave England to uproar about that, you know, um, French, you know, the the uh, French Indian, you know, war, and then civil war. You know, we we're just we're just. Renegade. I think we're just meant to argue with each other. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's, that's what it comes down to. That's not necessarily a bad thing because that actually gets things done. If you just kind of like quietly agreeing with people or kindly uh, kind of like kowtowing and and letting uh, them, that's how then that's dangerous. Things, yeah, because yeah, I mean, at the moment, you know, if you look at Facebook and the internet at the moment, you can't really have an opinion about anything no. publicly apart from maybe or you know is this puppy really cute or you know does this cake look nice or whatever but if you or go what if, about the dress fiasco is it white or is it blue yeah. Uh, yeah yeah if you go beyond that then immediately a complete stranger is going to descend on you and kind of like tear you to pieces <laughs> so yeah. this is this is one of the main reasons why i decided after all this time to stick my neck over the parapet and and, and make the podcasts um, is really to be able to have um, you know somewhere where we can discuss these things uh, intelligently with a lot of context rather than just a few lines of kind of where and an emoji where you're trying to express yourself on on social media but to actually have a conversation you know and to, to get people used to having conversations again about it rather than, without fearing being shut down yeah my I think my nurse friend, um, uh, a friend of mine, actually from from college, um, had the perfect way of of saying about healing and what to do. You know, because I had told her about the death piercing, yeah. I thought mm-hmm. that she was going to rip me apart about it. Right. Because the medical field, there isn't enough research. Oh on yeah, it. yeah. Because they're not you know, willing to research. Right. They're not so going to pay for the they, research, so you know. They don't know. So <laughs> I, you know, from some people that I've told, they're like, "Oh, it's a placebo effect." But yeah. I spoke to her because, you know, I, I want to hear her opinion about it. And she goes to me, she goes, Kate, if it works, do who it. cares? Who cares? Yeah, do it. You know, if it's not harming you or other people, who cares? Yeah, good for her. You know, and I was like, You're, yeah. And she was like, Katie, if it works for you, I believe it. She's like, because I've seen you with your migraine. Yeah. Like, I, she's like, I, you know, yeah, absolutely. She's like, but... <clears throat> She's like, if it works for you, she's like, you know, there's there's that vega nerve there. It's a parasympathetic nerve. Yeah, vega Could nerve, it be yeah. stopping some swelling in your brain? It's possible that it's it's lowering the stress levels in your body just enough. <clears throat> you know, your blood pressure in your body just enough so that your brain doesn't swell. Yes, yeah. Well, that that vagus nerve, vagus vagus nerve, it goes all the way down your neck. It goes down, right all the way down the ends near your stomach, your gut. Now, yep. we know that you've got like you've got a left and a right, but you've got two brains in your head that connected in the middle. 
You've got a brain in your heart. You've got neurons and glioli there. That's been researched by Cambridge, MIT, and they've they've said, yeah, your brain, your, sorry, your heart can think for itself. But there's also the microbiome in the gut, and the vagus mm -hmm. nerve joins all four of them together. So where it ends, like in the gut, is where your microbiome is, which is has a literally it's about roughly about two kilos is the microbiome, the, the live part of your gut. And that's, they say, well, that can make serotonin. It's got neurons in it as well. It's got a brain of its own. Yeah. So this vagus nerve, which can be stimulated, by the way, by laughing, singing and dancing <laughs> and kind of things mantra. like that. Mantra <laughs> as well, yeah. Um, you can get um, artificial stimulants. Or like one of my favourites, if you have a lot of time, uh, you can look on YouTube, you can find the, the rife frequencies. And there is one there for vagus nerve stimulation. Or just look look up. So yeah, you can do it kind of so many times as it suits you. But yeah, that that's really important. And I think if 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 doctors could understand the relationship between that and healing as well, like you say, you, you, your well, last friend did, then that's great. At least here in America, what I've noticed, I've seen a lot of these books, and I, I can't give you authors' names or I offer no, the top right, of no. my head. Mm -hmm. But there's been a lot of um, books on gut and brain activity. Yes, microbiome, and, yeah. Um, yeah. I know my mother-in-law. Talk about mm -hmm. another person who goes out of her way to, to help me out and figure things out, too. Mm -hmm. uh, she has so many books on um, gut and brain and yes. how, um, you know, if they're not so much diets, but maybe ways of, of eating or yes. like you said, like plant-based stuff yeah. or even, um, you know, my doctors had pushed protein for me. You know, they, yeah. they suggested mm. that in my case, <clears throat> I did it, especially with the chronic fatigue. Eating yeah. more protein for me <clears throat> gave me more energy for my chronic fatigue. Yeah, different. again, you really need to see ideally a nutritionist to help with that. Um, yeah. One thing I don't know, which I have mentioned in podcasts before, I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's, it's got into the news over here, is something called GC Math. I have not heard no. it, no. Um, it's a natural po uh, protein in the human body. It stands for glycoprotein-derived macrophage-activating factor. <laughs> so hence the name <laughs> GC Math. Um, but it's, it's, it's in, in a healthy person, it's uh, a, a tiny little... Uh, protein linked to vitamin D binding and what it does is it's the, it's the trigger that, that acu ac um, activates the immune system and what they call you know the macrophages uh, mm. which are the, the bits that eat all the unhealthy cells uh, as your body is producing every day it's producing uh, hundreds even thousands of cancer cells but these macrophages go off and eat them up and other inflammation and things your body just go, you know sends these cells off to do that and it's a gc math that stimulates your immune system um now it's in the it's in the human body it's perfectly natural they say uh, the scientists say uh, you've ha you have one billionth of a gram of this stuff in you <laughs> one billionth wow. of a gram that's all you need is that or a little bit more in order to to fight off anything from cancer to uh, you know chronic fatigue all kinds of stuff so um I've just started, I'm on, on week one of a protocol. Basically, you get it in a probiotic powder form. It's about 42 strains, plus use colostrum. You make it into a yogurt, and it will take about three, four weeks, about three weeks to really kickstart your immune system entirely. Um, huh. 
and if you look at the mainstream media, they'll be like, oh, this doesn't work, you know, this is kind of like, this is rubbish, you know, this is... But what it does is it replaces, in the microbiome, in the gut, it uses all the bacteria that you would find in a healthy newborn baby. And over the weeks and mo months, if you take it for months, it will restore your gut back to how it was kind of like literally when you were oh, born. Oh, I am interested in that. <laughs> I mean, before this, I have... have a look um, at it. Now, look, look, now look, I am. Look for, doc yeah. for Dr. David Noakes as well. He's, uh, in fact, he, he's been in... Uh, unfortunately he's been persecuted himself and his partner his lab uh, and he's been in court last week and this morning they're trying to the british government they first ruined him took all his money closed his business down and are now trying to extradite him to france they've already illegally extradited his, his partner his lab technician as well and she's on hunger strike um, but he was curing up to 90 percent of cancers at stage even at stage four and the MHRA, which is the governing body for uh, medicine here, is on the board of it is uh, the heads, corporate heads of Glaxo, Smith, Klein, Pfizer, all those drug companies. Um, they're the they're ones that had him shut down. Oh my God. And so because in this country it's illegal, as it probably is in America, to claim that anything but chemotherapy or radiotherapy works for cancer. And so he's on the edge of being extradited for this. And all he's well, done is cure people. So, you know, it's, it's powerful when you know it's curing cancer. But he's also yeah. had a, a lot of results, which is why I'm doing the protocol now uh, for I, chronic I fatigue and fibromyalgia. I don't know for, for USA. <clears throat> um, you know, there's, they're finding, um, from what I understand, especially with the commercials that are going on, you know, yeah, on yeah. Um, our television and such that... Um, <clears throat> We are trying to find alternatives yeah. to chemotherapy. Well, um, so there's it's many. not. Yeah. However, I've, I have heard from people who work for you know drug companies that there are yeah. actual you know cancer um, you know pills that are not chemotherapy that yeah. have what they basically just do is they they shut it down. You know, um, they don't yeah. go after the person who who made them, but they certainly just. Uh, you know, yeah, they say like, it's... oh, it's, this doesn't work, or they keep it in what they call purgatory, yeah, where they it, can't it's be used. not passed, yeah, yeah. but it's, yeah. Well, what you'll find is that with GC math and with cannabis oil, things are all natural. So the thing is, they can't be patented by drug companies. And that is, right. the, that is the key, from what I understand, is like, well, you know, if it's something that's already in the human body, we can't patent it, we can't sell it, we can't sell it to anybody else, we can't use it. So let's get rid of it. Um, so that seems to be be the, uh, the the kind of sad state at the moment. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep on this protocol. They seem to be pushing it more and more. You oh, know, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. at least here. I mean, yes, <clears throat> absolutely, chemotherapy, especially if if it's advanced. You know, um, I what what else are you gonna do? You know, um, but well, I've heard of people who have con gone off of chemotherapy and looked at alternative things. Yeah, there are many many um, things I won't won't go into now. But for anybody who is interested, while we're kind of digressing on the subject, um, look. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's my fault. <laughs> um, look up uh, gentle called Ty Bollinger, that T-Y, Ty Bollinger, he's an American chap, him and his wife, Char wife Charlene, and you can find it on YouTube now, which is a series called The Truth About Cancer, and I watched that, I watched that twice, and it's a long, it's quite long when you watch it all, but I, my mind was blown apart 
but I didn't realise all the different cures and things and uh, things there are out there, but which you will not know about. Uh, there's, there's this stuff all over the world, you know, that it's just like people are recovering from cancer all the time without chemotherapy. Yeah. And he, he, this gentleman says as well, this, this Ty Boland, you said there's absolutely no reason to fear cancer at all. But unfortunately, we're in a system where it's like, and he tells stories, there's children there that, well, yeah. uh, in America where, the, you know, teenagers refuse chemotherapy. And this one girl said, well, next thing you know, there's eight police guards outside my house. They're taking me out to hospital and oh my God. committing me to hospital to make me have chemotherapy. And I didn't want it. So, yeah, you've got to be very careful um, kind of discussing that. Yeah, luckily <coughs> we don't uh, we, we don't have that issue. If you refuse chemotherapy, then that's on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nobody is getting sent to... You know, by doc, you know, by police officers. Yeah, I, to can't, get to I can't remember which state it was in. There, I think there's some states though where the uh, the Children's Act of saying invoke the Children's Act, and uh, that's it. They were taken away from the. He said their parents weren't at home. They just took her. Yeah. So yeah, kind of like well, <clears throat> so yeah, I guess it depends on what state or area you live in. Yeah, it, it's you know here here in the states uh, we don't all have you know the same. No, ideas. no, 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 it's just very so different. So <laughs> there's, there's going to be more liberal states and there's going to be more conservative states. And then, mm. of course, there's the states that are everything in between. Yeah. You know, um, so it's, it's you know, some states have, um, you know, taxes on on food and on stuff. And then other states, not so much. Don't. So it, mm. it all depends on where <clears throat> you go. Like. Vermont, for example, I went up there and I didn't need any change on me. Everything was was money, you know, cash. Cash, yeah. Um, you know, there there was no need for coins when I was up. It was so mm. weird. Wow. <laughs> so, but you come down here and you know, yeah, uh, worlds something apart. is five ninety nine. <laughs> oh, thank Fair you. Enough. <laughs> you know that one penny. Okay. Yeah. But um, so. you know, but the my my point is is um. Yeah, it, it all depends. And I guess, you know, you can you can say the same thing as, as far as, you know, comparing... Well, I don't want to compare cancer to, to post-concussion. That, no, that's bad. No, no. <laughs> no, no. But I mean, as far as healing is concerned. I mean, this is certain mm, something yeah. that I've learned with, you know, my fellow um, friends that I have that have mm. traumatic brain injury or other illnesses is we're all finding different things that work for us and it's not always going to work for the other person no no of you course know, not, no. it's it all depends on the person and you need to go out there and kind of find your own thing and you know there i've, I've been i've done things that i was skeptical about but mm. i i was so open to trying to stop the pain of the migraines that yeah, I mean, yeah. I went to a smoke shop and I was like, I don't care if this has THC, you know, THC in it. You know, I, I, I don't care. Just yeah. give it to me at this point. It hard. <laughs> but they didn't. And they were like, you know, I have, I suffer migraines too. Here's something, you know, that I mm. take and here's something that's lower. And she explained that let's start you off on the lower end first yeah. because this is your first time doing this, mm, you know, and we'll, st and we'll see what works and what doesn't. You don't want to just push on, you know, 750 milligrams. No, you know, like no, let's, no, no, let's start no. you off on the lower scale we, and we see on. what is the number. Yeah, yeah. let's wean you on. Yeah. 
Well, that, you know, that's like, always like, a way to do it. What will work for you? Yeah, yeah, that's always a way to do it. And and you know, yeah, some things won't work for everybody, and everybody's a different way. Although um, some people do give give up too early because they're looking sometimes for like that that silver for bullet. That quick yeah, they're looking for the silver bullet, and there isn't one. So sometimes yeah. people will take uh, like you know. I think when I started, moved away from all medications. I was looking for something for mood. I was like looking at St. John's Wort, different things. And I got to 5-HTP and then I started taking the recommended dose and I was like, woof, I was a bit too stimulated with it. So then I thought, yeah. rather than just come off it and go, oh no, that's not for me. I cut the dose right down and then built back up again, lower yeah. lower, lower than the, uh, the recommended dose. And then over time I found that I needed more and more as my brain got used to it. And then there was a point where it was like, now what's depression sorry kind of like you know right. what, what's that <laughs> so it's like five htp tablets have literally helped save my life and uh, uh, you know the same thing can be said with regular medications out there you know um i uh, they had tried me on all different types of medication mm. um two of them had had brought on suicidal thoughts yeah. thank god i have a primary doctor that when he put me on the medication would be like i want to see you back here in a week mm. You know, um, just to see how I developed and then kept on it every week to see how I was doing no, no, this, you good. know, um, yeah, but, um, you know, he, he was great with it in the fact that, okay, you, this is this, you're having these side effects. Nope. Mm -hmm. This is not the one for you. Yeah. You know, then of course there was the ones where he was like, okay, so these are the side effects. Are you comfortable with these side effects? Because yeah. the medication is actually working. <clears throat> yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> and then he gave me the option of whether I wanted to be on that medication with the side effects or not. And if not, let's try something else, you know. Um, yeah, that sounds ideal. Yeah. It's, I he didn't he get was, uh, you would think that a neurologist would help me with this. No, nope, mm. this was my, my primary doctor. He yeah, was amazing. Good. It's um, almost like a know, neuropharmacologist. Yeah. Yeah. It's, good man. And my my psychologist, um, well, she's a psychologist, she's not a psychiatrist. You know, the mm. psychiatrists are usually the ones that prescribe oh, yeah, um, medication. Psychologists real pill uh, help you more, right, yeah. with um, more... Uh, um, coping, yeah, the coping strategies. Yeah, like of, of other things, behavioral mm. problems. Um, so, uh, she was, I mean, always phenomenal on me about this too. And, uh, she was also watching me while I was on these medications, yeah. um, because I, I do have a tendency to disassociate ever since the, uh, car accident as well. I call it mm. my, my, um, I don't feel like a person. Um, I feel yeah. like an alien would feel like if they are a person. <laughs> right. Well, that's quite common. Yeah. I don't even understand other people's emotions um, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's... how they're reacting to things because that's yeah. that's disassociation, you know. Yeah. Um, so I uh, <clears throat> I I realized I was having suicidal thoughts mm. when I was disassociating. Yeah, and it yeah. was so strange because it was almost like the inner brain of me yeah. uh, while I was having these suicidal thoughts were like, mm, Katie, I don't think you normally have these thoughts. Mm. And then I was like, you know, you're right. I don't. And then it was like, maybe you should talk to your doctor. And I was like, you yeah. know what? I should. Yeah, that's so I literally a good point. called the doctor 
the day after. And I was like, I'm kind of planning my suicide. This is not right, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, this is mm-hmm. not. We, he, he's like, I need you to drink lots of water, and I need mm-hmm. you to get off of that medication as soon as possible. Yeah. You know, I, I don't remember yeah. the medication's names. I had taken <clears throat> so many, David, yeah, so many. That, I, I don't yeah, even I understand, remember which yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. I could, I could probably list most of the ones I, I, they put me on, but I'd still miss a few. But yeah, it's it's hard to find one that would work for you, and I think. But I had a friend that had taken that medication. Oh, she was fine, and she didn't have any no. other side effects. Yeah, of course, yeah. For what what totally what's, worked for yeah, her. Yeah, like you know, what's one person's meat is another person's poison. They say you know, but it yeah. it, it is really odd, yeah. Um, but I guess the same can be said with with CBD, <laughs> with oh, mushrooms, yeah. with that yeah. piercing. I mean, I'm open. <laughs> you know, like I've I've learned to be like you know what i can't tear any of these these things that are coming out down um especially the stuff that doesn't have full medical um you know uh research on it especially if it is new um because who's who's to say yeah well that's that's where the the research is actually is is out and is is in continuing because when they're doing one study on 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 something they're finding actually it doesn't just do what we hoped it would do it's doing something else as well so so it's actually forgive the pun but some of the research is mushrooming (laughs) so but basically yeah they're kind of thinking well you know we can use it for one thing and then all of a sudden well actually it's got all these different uses what the hell? Right. Um, so, like, I think in in the uh, I read this year in America, the FDA has approved um, a nasal spray, uh, which is uh, basically ketamine. What it is is it's the fastest that. acting antidepressant known to mankind. So, if you have yep. people that are say like you phone your doctor and say you're planning your suicide, or if somebody's had a you know a bad episode or they're really really distraught. Uh, literally, it works within minutes to totally alleviate it, and then you can get them onto something longer term. Um, so it, it does have a tremendous ability. So that's been approved. One, I've heard from several. That's very Ray Bradbury kind of science fiction. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 um, but, it's, but it's not science fiction. It's, it's no, because through. it's um, because it, yeah. it it does does work, and it works does tremendous work for chronic pain. Now, in a, obviously, because it's still, again, it's still classed as a, a street drug, when it was a, invented as an anaesthetic in, I think, 1962, uh, and they initially just used it for uh, children and elderly people uh, for when they were having surgery, and they used it on the battlefield um, in like Vietnam and places like that as a, as a huh. an, anaesthetic um, because it was safer and it didn't it didn't suppress the breathing. Uh, but then later on, it got used in kind of veterinary use, and then it got the slang name of like being horse tranquilizer and things, and and so it just got a bad name. And and but it it was developed at Park Davis Lab, big pharmaceutical company, and now it's been looked at. And I've had quite a few messages, and I've spoken to quite a few people in the groups that said privately have said, "Well, I go see my doctor, I get a little oral dispensation of ketamine, and that's it. I'm pain free for." days and weeks and and so on as well um you can get it here but you have to pay privately in the clinic and it costs a fortune um and they do give it to kind of like chronically uh, sorry um terminally ill patients here as well and and people with really severe chronic pain and it it is literally known to be the 
fastest working kind of drug of its kind. So they're still trying to synthesize that in other ways. And then, of course, uh, as I mentioned in another past podcast, for the PTSD, there's uh, the use of M- uh, MDMA, which is, again, another one that was synthesized. Uh, that has been used for trauma therapy. Uh, that's There's a lot of studies on that going back to the 50s. Um, oh, but that's yeah. been used. Yeah. There's actually underground therapists in the United States that are, are doing therapy for people that have undergone whether it's brain injury or um, they've had violent relationships or they've had childhood abuse or wherever they've been in the, uh, the forces uh, or whatever, for whatever reason, and they're getting amazing results just for like five, six, seven, eight sessions. So you can't really throw the baby out with the bathwater, but it's got to be in the right setting with the right control, the right kind of science and study behind it, like you say. Well, so, um, my, I, um, going off of medication here for a moment, yes. but, uh, just, just to talk about testing things out and such, um, I had, uh, back when, <laughs> actually a lot of, a lot of my family and mine and my friends were kind of like skeptical about this one. I had done EMDR, oh, yeah. um, which is, yeah, that was, um, that I have to say, uh, helped me through, so much of my trauma mm. and understanding it yeah. um and i i didn't do the eye therapy for it for this one i did more of the holding the paddles okay yeah. um reliving the experience mm. and then allowing the vibration and the tempo to mm. um kind of uh bring my emotions back to a neutral place so that I can look at it in a non-judgmental way. Yeah, that um, sounds great. So, I mean, EMDR had done so much stuff, and now they're finding so much research on it. They're yeah. watching people and mm-hmm. reading their brain patterns while they do it. Um, mm. I'll, I'll send you what it looks like before EMDR and after EMDR. Yeah, yeah please and do. Fantastic. what a huge... <laughs> influence yeah. it has on the brain it does um, I couldn't do the visual because uh, as I mentioned before I, I had eye therapy yeah mm-hmm. um, you know and and here's another thing about eye therapy too a lot of people say like um, oh I did eye therapy and it didn't work for me after like a week okay mm, yeah. eye therapy can also cause vomiting a lot of it <laughs> because mm. I did not want to lose my eyesight. I mm. would do anything to not lose my eyesight. Um, and then now I have 24 year old eyes. I'm just saying, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a lot of work, but, uh, my point is, is, is we were unable to do the eye part of, of, uh, EMDR. Mm. And, um, but we were able to work with more with vibration and tempo and, um, uh, David, it, it, I, in a couple of occasions, it certainly saved my life. Mm. It was able for me to, uh, um, allow my brain to slowly reconstruct it. So, I mean, it's never going to be perfect, you know, but it was able to, um, bring my thoughts back to, I guess, where they were supposed to be. I guess yeah, that's the yeah, best well, way to say. Yeah, you, like, you, put, put them right on track. There we go. Yeah, that's a better way of saying it. Or kind of yeah. Yeah, get back to a similar junction to where you were before. Yeah. Hmm. 
Right, so, well, we, we've covered a lot of information and a lot of uh, stuff that I didn't even expect we'd be discussing, so that's always good when, you know, <laughs> when you get talking and there's there's all kinds of diff different routes and things you, you take. Um, so, right, finally, just to sum this up, because where we've been, yeah, we've been yabbing for a while now. Um, Sorry. What, what, what's going on with you now and what's what's for the future? No, no apologies needed. It's, it's been great to talk to you. Uh, how, you know, what are you doing now and what's what's your, your kind of attitude towards helping well, and inspiring other people? Well, if I look too far in the future, as, oh, I guess, as they say, um, <laughs> it will cause certainly anxiety. So, yeah, but, no, just uh, deal with I, now. <laughs> I try to live in, in certainly the now. Um, yeah. What I'm doing now is um, I'm a yoga instructor. I had taken, like I had mentioned, a nine-month program so that it allowed me time and study groups to sit with other people who understood my condition um, to, to relearn, well, not relearn something, but to learn something new. Mm. So if anybody's out there thinking like, oh, absolutely, I can't go back to school, like, I, I'm not too sure about that. Look into something that can help you work on your time, mm -hmm. not so much like somebody else's. Like, because most of the yoga places around here, their, you know, schooling is like three months, and my brain would not be able to comprehend all of that information in just three months. I found a nine-month program; it was worth the money. I did it; it was fantastic. Um, so now I'm a yoga instructor. I work at uh, several yoga studios. Uh, one of them is uh, I have a class specifically towards uh, mm -hmm. meditation mm. for anxiety, depression, uh, post-traumatic stress, mm. and also people who are more physical. Because uh, some people tend to be more physically sensitive yeah, um yeah. then um emotionally actually those things may tie in closer than they think yeah, yeah. so um yeah. you know certain types of like touch meditation mm -hmm. um i do things like that and and you know most of the things that i practice you know the things that i practice i teach and so yeah, my focus is mostly good. on um more therapeutic yoga Mm -hmm. than on you know power yoga yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I had this one person I spoke to once they said that their um, son had um, uh, post-traumatic uh, not post-traumatic uh, post-concussion syndrome TBI and he went and he did hot yoga and he's never going to do yoga again oh, yeah. and I was like well there you go he yeah, did hot yoga ridiculous. it's a power yoga he needs to go yeah. back to square one yeah. which is restorative you know, it's going to be yeah. slow, but, you know, it's it's more gentle. therapeutic. Gentle, but anyway, gentle. so um, I'm a yoga instructor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I work at that sip and paint. Like I, I after seven, like I think, no, I, it's either seven or ten people that I tried to find simple jobs yeah. to work. Um, the one that actually focused more on my my you know, childhood love for art is the one that accepted me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, That's what I pull back from this is there's going to be things in your life um, that are going to follow you. And I feel mm. like yeah. you should That's listen right. to them. Yeah, you're calling. Um, you know, like yoga. Dharma, you're Dharma. <laughs> yeah, the Always. Dharma, right? Yeah, um, Dharma yeah. There's, there's no reason for you not to live your dream just because it just may be a different dream yeah different I guess, to what you imagined fact, like, yeah 
<laughs> yeah, you might not be famous, and you might not be, you know, big with it, or it might yeah, not rich be or the wealthy thing or, that yeah. you envisioned. No. But if you keep the focus on, for example, me is art and yoga, I'm mm. doing the things that I love in life. Yeah, and sometimes you get love, paid for them as well. <laughs> to an extent, yeah, you get paid I, for it. So. Yeah. You know, throughout all of this, I, I learned who my friends are. I certainly learned who oh, yeah. my friends were. Yeah. I made new ones. Yes. That's another one, too. I made new ones by following my dream of being a yoga instructor. Yeah. The, the right of kind following of following my too. dream of being an artist. Yeah. You know, and then they're the ones who understood more than the ones who had known me for years. Well, that, that's, that's, yeah, be, becoming acquainted with more positive, like-minded people is always yeah, going to be part of the healing journey. And if they don't and they're not in my life, I've learned to just be like, okay, Bye. well, that was a learning experience. <laughs> yeah, okay, thanks. And then you end up finding the ones that are like, well, I don't know anything about traumatic brain injury, brain injury or, you know, post-concussion syndrome. What can you tell me about this? Yeah. You know, and I, I do, I am very open and verbal about my condition. I tell it to strangers. I don't care. I no, make it a part no. of me teaching my, my classes at um the sip and paints i mean yes yoga you yeah. can always bring that mm -hmm. stuff in yoga and everybody wants to know about it but i bring it into my sip and paint classes listen i have traumatic brain injury i may repeat myself i may not know how to say the word right the mm, next time that yeah. you say it so if i don't know how to say the word you hear me stumbling with the word just call it out for me yeah, not a yeah. problem i'm not gonna get offended well that's, that's awareness isn't it for people it's like basic it, awareness and then, but then they I get to know you. The more that I, I do that and I talk to people, some people get uncomfortable, that's on mm, them. Yeah, yeah. But, but there is going to be that one person in the crowd that is going to come up to you and say, I know so and so. Yeah. They came back from war or mm -hmm. they got into a car accident or they had a stroke. Do you know of any doctors? Do you know of yeah. any this or that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Here's a card. Here's what I can give you. Or if I don't know, I'll tell them. Give me your phone number. Give you know. Sure, I'll mm -hmm. try to find as much information as yeah, possible. Try and, try and or even better, I will give you information on um, Brain Injury Alliance of New Jersey. Yeah, they are where advocates. to go? Yeah, signposting. They yeah. know doctors. Mm -hmm. They they will help you any means possible. If I don't have the information they will yeah that's that's truly important as well is yeah it's just you know passing it along and, and as well you know keeping a flow of information but pointing people to the right kind of places as well yeah i actually just had a donation class on uh brain injury alliance at um one of the yoga studios that i was there another person came back to me they actually came up to me and said thank you and I was like, oh, you know, I'm thinking, like, thank you for the class. And I was like, oh, no, thank mm -hmm. you for coming. And they were like, <laughs> no. Um, and they were stumbling with their words. And then yeah, I just realized, yeah. like, wow, yeah, well, this just thank you for that. You, <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> you know, oh, like, you. this just happened to you. And I'm like, so how are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, is there anything I can help you with? You yeah, know, like, you know. It, it's... Yeah. yeah, reaching out, that's, that's what it's about and that's that's all that's all I tried to do and the, the rest of us in the group for all these years is just try 
to reach out and make it a safe space. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's rewarding when when you do find that somebody can you can break down those barriers for them to but come I, in and I sit and just chat with you. Right, you know, and that's what it is. It's about talking. You know, it's yeah, about communicating. I, I know people that, like I said, like if I hadn't had said anything to the crowd of people, these people would never have come up to me. But they've told yeah. me, like, oh no, like they <clears throat> haven't even told their boss that they have this condition, yeah, what, what, or they, they haven't even told their friends. No, but about they, they, this they know they know that out of respect, you'll have their confidence, and you won't you'll you'll talk to them you know in a proper manner you won't judge them nothing like that so that's what people are worried about right sometimes rightly so is is like being judged or marked out as being different so yeah it's an oh, important part and you do you feel like you're going crazy oh yeah um, you know like especially in the beginning months well, i've learned to embrace my crazy yes yeah, so i was going to so, say like, Many of us have stayed crazy all these years, and it actually got even more weird. So that's that's quite okay. It that's all right. It makes people <laughs> like, well, it makes people more interesting, what, you know. You know the the people who are gonna love you, they'll find you. you oh know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, my my major thing that I'm just gonna walk away from this, you know, saying mm-hmm. is, um, you know, be mm-hmm. open about your condition, be yeah. vocal mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Um, you're gonna find people who are going to be interested not just in you but also your condition yeah. Yeah. Um, you know there's gonna be the people that you want to reach out to you're gonna talk about this and they're gonna be uncomfortable that's mm-hmm. not the person to talk to no, no, no. it's the next one it's the next one keep keep moving along you know, find, yeah. if you have no one that is by your side then go to an organization, you will find somebody there, you know, an mm-hmm. advocate, somebody who does understand. And from there, go to group therapies. You know, there are, they are out there. Meet people just like you who are feeling just as lonely. Most importantly, do not give up. Yeah, that's a big one. And, and I always say to people when they ask down the years, you know, how did you heal? What what was the things that, you know, thinking I'll recommend just therapies, medications, but I say well, the number one thing in my mind is, is a psychological, like a metaphysical tool, and that's saying, I believe I will recover to the best of my ability. Because when, when, when you. To the best of my ability. Yeah, to the best, yeah. the best that I can. I'm never going to be 100%, but I believe I'll recover as much as I can. And if, if you are, uh, if you are interested in EFT, anybody uh, out there, by way, look up a gentleman on YouTube called Brad Yates, who does EFT, and he does a lot of very, very wonderful work for people who are chronically ill, and, and he shows you how to kind of tap places in your body and, and repeat to yourself that even though, you know, if you don't feel you're ever going to get well, then there's always, you know, and he goes through all the affirmations and things. That's very powerful. So Brad Yates, if you find him. Uh, but yeah, uh, belief certainly for me was the number one thing if you're stuck in the system and you're just getting just getting drugs and you're not getting seen or you're just getting kind of turfed about then you might not believe that you'll ever recover but if you can get yourself to the point where even if all the evidence says oh no you're not currently recovering or you're not going anywhere if you believe that you're going to recover even straight after a concussion this is why I was so shocked when you say like immediately people going to the emergency room with concussion are being told they've got already got post concussion syndrome because that's like a that's a terrible kind of like nocebo kind of effect where they've already been told they've got this illness. Yeah, 
and it's oh, like well that, that, that sets it against room, you that was a different story altogether yeah. so um yeah you've got to keep it positive they just said concussion <laughs> yeah but some yeah. people are being told straight away because uh, we, we've been finding people come to the groups regularly uh, i'm like oh i had a, a concussion four days ago and i've got post-concussion syndrome and i'm like no you haven't not yet <laughs> and they're like well, right. no oh no but the doctor's told me uh well actually <laughs> you know you, you've got to wait a little while but they're already believing that they've got this yeah so i mean i'm not saying that they won't individually they won't want to develop it but it's it's dangerous so yeah you've got to believe that you can get past it and, and obviously not not in, in every case if it's too physical you, you you're going to always live with some of the uh symptoms and things but you've got to yeah, believe yeah there's there's things that, um, you know, there, it, I'm just never going to recover from. But, no. you know, I, I say that, you know, like, yeah, like I, right. I have said that about several things. And then every once in my once in my blah, there we go. See, see, stuttering. There <laughs> we go. OK, every once in a while. There we go. Um, I think, you know what, I'm going to take a leap and try something different. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, and then I'm um, I'm just gonna try this, and if mm -hmm. it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I'll find something else, or I'll know that that didn't work. I think my dad was the one who adopted that phrase for me. Um, yeah. You know, Katie, just try this, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. What's the big deal? But at least you know that it didn't work. Sometimes it's better to know that it didn't work than just to assume that it's not going to work because yeah. it may mm. actually be the thing that works. Yeah, you need to be very discerning, don't you? Yeah. Right. Well, fantastic. Thank you for joining me. You've spent given so much of your time here, Katie, and, and thank you for sharing what is like, it's a deeply personal journey as well, as I say to everybody. It's, it's just so, so different for everybody as well. Uh, so thank you for giving up your time to do that, and thank you. I think I might we might split this podcast into two and then have it in two halves. Because if you if you like me, like most people who say, well, look, I listen to an hour or something, so that'd be great. Because then we can kind of like you know have it in like two two halves, two themed. So uh, thank you uh, very much. Um, thank you. All right, thank you. All right, just a sec. And so there we go. That was a fantastic interview. Um, as with all good interviews, it, it goes uh, usually off on a on a tandem, on a on a parallel route somewhere. Um, but that was fascinating. I mean, you, you've got to think about healing in a, a wider sense, of course, um, beyond just brain injury. Uh, but it's good to have somebody like Katie to come talk and just kind of show the fighting spirit as well. You know, but as you're talking about people going through depression, loneliness, isolation. These are things that are, are very real and that aren't properly talked about with brain injury. Everything's kind of hidden on the inside. Um, so, yeah, that'd be great. And maybe we'll, we'll talk to Katie again in future. So um, I may just well leave this uh, as one interview because it's, it's instead of splitting it into two. But uh, either way, I hope you uh, enjoy it and you keep your uh, comments and your messages coming in as well. Uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, again, you can find us on Twitter, at postconcussion is the handle. On Facebook, the Postconcussion Syndrome Awareness Worldwide groups. And uh, you can contact me, David Bottomley, direct. Or you can uh, also find us on WordPress, uh, at WordPress, which is 
post-concussion syndrome awareness worldwide. Uh, no, no, it's not. I beg your pardon. It's post-concussion syndrome awareness UK uh, at .wordpress.com. Uh, but if you search for post-concussion syndrome awareness worldwide on WordPress, you can also find it that way. So once again, a uh, big thank you for me for listening, and uh, I'll speak to you again soon. Goodbye. This is a very important disclaimer. In fact, it's not even a disclaimer. These are things that most sentient, intelligent, reasonable people actually know. And what am I talking about? In fact, in well, with the podcasts that we're making, you have to be responsible. Myself, my guests and my podcasts are not here to give you medical advice. We are not paid professionals. So, as society and the woke community, community dictates, we're here to say to you, any information which we put out in the podcast, anything we give to you, is not construed or considered in any legal way or fashion whatsoever as medical advice. Any reasonable person knows that. But you're always going to get one or two or maybe a few hundred people that really are just as dumb as A, B, C, X, Y, Z. So, please do not take anything we say as medical advice or any other way. Please do your own research, your own uh, just due diligence into whatever we say. And if you need, if you feel you need, if you really, because you could really trust yourself, feel you need the help, trust yourself to get in touch with your local practitioner, general practitioner, doctor, specialist, or whomever, or your psychiatrist, or whoever you're dealing with through post-concussion syndrome or any other health condition. And if I need to spell this out any more, just be really considerate and kind to yourself. And don't Please don't accept what we're saying as any kind of medical or legal or personal advice. I don't know how many other ways to say it, but I'm sure those of you who are intelligent enough will realise that, yeah, we don't give that kind of advice. And if you did want that kind of advice, you'd probably pay somebody that was really good at it to give give it to you in the first place. So don't worry about that. Uh, just enjoy the podcasts. And uh, this summit is 24 now at least and, and just, just really, really uh, have a, a wonderful time and please get in touch if you need to. But don't worry about um, thinking that, you know, anything else. Just just really, really enjoy what we're doing and so much love and respect to you all. Thank you. <laughs>